almost cut it off. Do you mean he got horribly injured or like he just like completely missed the finger, he's fine kind of deal? Like which which end of the spectrum are we talking? Or actually he could have cut it off. Like he got in there deep. With the, like he was cutting towards himself with the box cutter and then... So he, he got cut. Brand yeah. new fucking Ooh. knife. And like when he went to the doctors, like they told him he went like down and then must have like hit something and it went back up oh okay and when we saw his finger like i don't know if it was muscle or fat like just at coming out of the wound but yeah we got back to where it happened and there's just a bloody knife on the floor like blood well, drops and shit. <laughs> i'm not taking the knife with me fuck that it's it's getting dropped you know i was at our top location and i just get a snapchat from brian it's like Tony's going to the hospital. He cut himself pretty bad. I was like, Jesus Christ. You're great. I still like that. Do you want a dab before you leave? No, man. Can we just go? <laughs> <laughs> when he doesn't want a dab, yeah. he's pretty funny. Yeah, My finger's cool. hanging on by a thread. Can we just leave? <laughs> tied string around his finger as a little tourniquet. To yeah. cut off. The doctors actually were like, Good job. Yeah, they complimented yeah. his tourniquet. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you should do. If you're yeah, bleeding, you're cut really deep, tie tie something tight around it. Sure. Didn't they yeah. say he got the blood to stop? Yeah. Like, it was actually, yeah, like, so it was, and they got a good So it was for a while, and then he had said once he got in the car, it started bleeding again. Luckily, had a whole fucking garbage bag around his hand. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, you don't want to get fucking blood yeah, everywhere. I don't care if you die. Just don't get it on my fucking yeah. car, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the bathroom on a chair leaning, and he just like was holding his hand up, and blood just dripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just like, dude, getting blood in your hand. He just... Ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. Damn. Oh, man. He came back in good spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, they were just walking. Yeah, all of a sudden, he came back. They came back to work. Yeah, he came even like an hour. What the hell? Yeah, somehow they got all the way up to fucking Jersey Shore, the hospital. They put fucking like seven stitches in this motherfucker, and he got back before fucking lunch. And they said there was a lot of people there, too. No, fuck that. I'm going home for the day. No, yeah. (laughs) He wanted the money. But he did leave at lunch anyway. He pulled a half day. He started the... His meds started kind of... Yeah, I was going to say, I'd imagine at once... He came back, was still, like, picking up fenders, picking up bumpers and stuff. Yeah. Like and, and then stuff. the meds wore off, and he's like, uh-uh. And I'm sure, like, once, like, all the adrenaline and everything, like, finally well, got out of his system. Yeah, he's yeah. like, my finger finally starting to... Hurt. Yeah. Like, it's all and see, down. that makes sense with the way that they say that he cut his finger, like, going down. Like, because immediately, like, super fast, mm-hmm. you go down and you don't feel it right away. Then when you do feel it, you know, you jut sure. again. And you go, you know, and you try to pull it away from you. Yeah, and it actually—it's the same thing as like when you're impaled, you don't pull it out because you fuck shit up. That's exactly why. You know what I mean? Well, that and if, um, like, especially like medieval archer arrows, they were literally designed that if you pulled them out, that it it will literally just dig itself out. You will do so much more harm. Yeah, you just rip your fucking shit. So you leave the arrow in, and on top of that, it also, it also, um. It helps stop the bleeding if there's an object in the way yeah, too. Yeah. So that's why you're supposed to leave it until yeah. you get to a fucking until until you get to the doctor and the doctor yeah. can medically take it out. Could you imagine getting a splinter like inside you, like in the middle of your abdomen? No, please don't. Like, that'd be horrible. Like like the wooden arrow shaft like goes through you, right? And you're trying to push it through the other oh, side. Like if it's like a splinter like just catches and like oh, just gets oh, dug inside yep, you. Yep, please don't. I actually not fun. Right here on I'm my hand. Yeah. I had a lampshade. That uh, 
it like broke and it went through my fucking hand. And when the doctor, he numbed my hand and he kind of like took tweezers and he like really fucking split it apart there. And it was like so deep from the corner going in. He's like, yeah, I think we got all the glass. And I was like, you think, motherfucker? You, you think? I was like, no. uh, you fucking stitched me back up and my fucking hand turns fucking black. You know, fucking I'm coming back for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm going to throw this hand at you because I'm not going to be able to fucking feel it. It was. I was just like, he did. He's just like, he's squirting some water in there. Like getting this, like, I don't, flushing, it out. flushing it out. Just, yeah, I think we got it all. And I was like, you <laughs> motherfucker. But out here giving a new meaning to throwing hands. <laughs> Literally, I would have. I would fucking ah. just biff your hand that fell well, off. Even at that, him. It's like I just wouldn't have made a fist. Like I just would have hit it with a limp hand. <laughs> dead yeah, fish, motherfucker. Yeah, just like, dead <laughs> fish. Just like, fuck you, man. Hit him with my strong hand. <laughs> Crab onto my strong hand. <laughs> What's up? It's room to talk, and we're back. I'm Bud Walker. I'm Mike McCloskey. I'm Seth. They call me Pappy. Hey, Pappy's back. Round number two. Pappy's back for a second episode. Welcome back, Pappy. Didn't get enough punishment the first time. Oh, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Today we got Seth on his second research topic. Well, this is going to be a long one, so buckle up. It's going to be a more than one parter, right? Oh, yeah. We're uh, back there to There uh, are 63 pages of lore that I'm going to have. Holy fuck. And we're today we will be talking about... Uh, remember the last one I led was about Grimgore Ironhide and his destructive campaign through the From, Warhammer uh, universe. Yeah, through Warhammer universe. Today, we're going to go about with a different race, the Lizardmen, because I know we all love talking about Draconians and Lizardmen. <laughs> these are not the Orgonian Draconians <laughs> that we were talking about last time Pappy was here. And, yeah, these ones aren't 18 feet tall. No. <laughs> and so I figured we would go about essentially the entire history of the Lizardman race, how they were created, what they're, they're on that planet to do, you know, just literally everything. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So we have a more than one parter. We haven't had a more than one parter since our Assassin's Creed series, and uh, I'm excited for it because I've been liking this Warhammer. I was watching Mike play a little bit on his Discord. He played uh, Vermin Tide. Vermintide is. You played uh, that for like a couple minutes, and you. Oh yeah, yeah. And I then think you I played went, like one level or something. Then he went over to. Uh, he was playing Warhammer, and I was having fun watching you guys like play that for a couple of days. It was super fun. Yeah, um, that's a great game. I love the lore. It goes really deep. There's, I mean, I sent my friend a message saying this is 63 pages of lore. He's like, yeah, it's Warhammer. It makes sense. <laughs> checks out. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> So, like, it, there's so much lore, and this is Warhammer, not 40K. 40K has a ton of lore as well, and Warhammer's still being written, in a sense, because with the Total War games, they're essentially, in a lot of spots, rewriting the lore and expanding. Hmm. So, cool. it's it's still evolving. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Lizard men today. Hell yeah. You know what we gotta do first, though? What do we got to do first? Well, we always got news stories, you know. <laughs> Mike's news <laughs> stories. What you got for us today, Big Mike? So, uh, a smuggler was caught with nearly a thousand cacti and succulents strapped to her body. A thousand cacti? What kind of cacti? They're super small, then. What kind of cacti? Hopefully non-spiky ones. Like, are we talking what like... Did you say non-spiky ones? Yeah, well, like yeah that's what I'm getting at. Spiky ones. Because like spiky cactus? Yeah, sure I have one are. in my kitchen. It's uh, bright blue. It, it looks like a thing from Dr. Seuss's uh, Horton Hears a Who. Huh. 
Yeah, it's called a desert gem. You can look at they come in all kinds of colors: orange, purple, blue. There is a bright green one. No stickiness to it. Nope, you can grab it. Hmm. It's just it's like <laughs> you can palm it. It's about quick. yay big, like <laughs> three to four inches big, and it's just really colorful. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. How often do you order it? Uh, like once every two three days. You just you can't. That's the thing with cacti. They're really fucking hard to kill, but they're also really easy if you overwater them. You just they're used to. They're so used to it being a dry. Well, they if you overwater them, they die. They literally like they absorb all the water and <laughs> they just essentially me. they essentially turn into like jello like they just sink and like sag mm-hmm. and just yeah that's wow. sad yeah it's sad <laughs> yeah that, that, that's they literally the pain, only asshole like a, cacti are so fucking hard to kill except if you overwater them <laughs> then they're right. fucking easy you just got to so, keep the soil a little so why did this woman have this I'm almost scared to hear the answer. She's smuggling. So, a woman who strapped nearly a thousand succulents and endangered cacti to her body in an attempt to smuggle them into New Zealand was sentenced to 100 hours of community work. They're endangered. Mm -hmm. How did she strap them to her, though? Oh, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, her name is Wengig Lee. She was 38. She also goes by the name of Wendy. And she was caught bringing plants and seeds from China to Auckland International Airport. Seeds. And they were seized. Uh, well, she did this twice in 2019. She did this twice. Yeah, I think she learned her hey, lesson. For only 100 hours of community service, it's worth a shot. Yeah, depends so, on how much money you can make on. I don't know how big of a market there is for cacti. I mean, enough? is it like the leech market in Canada? I mean, <laughs> I it's not that. as bad. It's not as like lucrative the last as time leech we market. talked about. Fucking someone smuggling <laughs> shit. It was fucking like. Leeches to Canada. Yeah, like hundreds what, of medical. The medical leeches. No, just leeches. They're illegal in Canada. You can't have them huh. for being endangered. And this guy just tried to well, like, smuggle leeches. like a fuck. Yeah, they're inva- They would be invasive, and apparently they're worth a very pretty penny up in Canada. This motherfucker just had like a fucking shop. He had like two. Didn't he have like two suitcases full or something? No, two like plastic bags. Yeah, that's right, plastic bags. Yeah. Hey guys, full of leeches. Yeah, and the dog sniffed him out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, what's the what's the leech game going for up in Canada, yo? That must be pretty I think it was over Fuck six it. figures. Yeah, it was it was over six figures. It was it was lucrative, I'm he telling got, you. He got fined like fifteen grand. Canadian too. So ten grand. <laughs> no, that's like five bucks. So in the first incident in March of twenty nineteen, Lee had stuffed nine hundred and forty seven cacti and succulents in his stockings and then strapped them to her body. The hoard contained eight endangered and threatened species, which were worth more than ten thousand New Zealand dollars. Damn, or about uh, seven thousand two hundred US. I was gonna say New Zealand dollars. Come on now, <laughs> that's still not that bad. Hey, don't give it that long. Is that a piece though, or is that total? Make it that long either. I think I think the entire like the t- entire whole all a thousand of them were worth about. Oh, okay. actually, it says the hoard contained eight endangered and threatened species, which were worth more than ten thousand New Zealand dollars. So I think just those eight endangered ones were worth ten. Okay, so the whole shit. the whole haul could be pretty lucrative. Okay. Uh, okay. And again, for only a hundred hours yeah, community service. Yeah, it's a hundred hours community service. Don't do it again. That's like three weeks of work. Yeah. So Lee, who was from the North Island city of Auckland, had attempted to dispose of the plants in airport toilets after attracting the attention of a police dog. But authorities said they found a large amount of plant material around the toilet facilities, including in the rubbish bin. <laughs> oh my god. I love that they even call it a rubbish bin. You know who that reminds me of? Gary? Yep. 
<laughs> our buddy Gary went through this Walmart? fucking uh, yeah. Our buddy Gary went through this uh, this phase of uh, of stealing shit and shoplifting, like you know, going for the thrill of just getting getting something from Walmart. <laughs> Brian works there. Pappy works there at the time. <clears throat> And Gary had stolen a video game and goes into the bathroom and Brian like immediately calls and was like, yo, the undercover that we like our undercover fucking shopper is like, he's walking in there with you right now. Like, get the fuck out of there. This motherfucker takes the CD out of the case and leaves the empty fucking unpaid for case in the bathroom yep. with the with the fucking secret agent shopper like in the bathroom with uh-huh. him and he just tries to like walk out and he like the guy finds the case he like literally follows Gary and Gary's just about to go through the fucking sliding doors like just about to leave the fucking premises and dude's just like grabs his fucking hand like hey, come here buddy and he's just like oh my god and all I remember was just like coming back inside and I just see him walking with handcuffs just crying <laughs> <laughs> oh man how old was he I mean they were still in high school weren't you that was my I think that was my I was probably 17, 18. Yeah, so, you know, there's yeah, kids. Like, I he really probably thought started smoking weed yeah. at that point. Yeah, his parents were super religious. Like, they were, like, a Christian family. Like, fucking... Yeah, but the biggest hypocrites, because there was that one time when we did get in trouble, and on the ride home, he was with his dad, and his dad's just driving, fucking beating him in the back seat. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Oh, 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 no! What do you tell him? Criminals sit in the back seat. <laughs> told him, yeah, he hit him hard. He hit him hard with the criminals sitting in the back seat, bro. He wouldn't let him yeah. sit shotgun on the way home. And his dad was like 60, oh, man. 50. Like I'm so- Big Gare, I'm sorry that we told this story. I love you to death, man. Yeah, I, swear I miss to- you. Yeah. His dad's name his dad's name is Gary too and they're just I, his dad we love his fucking parents to death and stuff but Gary was just growing up was just the just, best stories about that kid. Just Could he was just one he was just goofy. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. anything stupid was going to happen to someone it was going to be fucking Gary. We had some fun times prank phone calling. I remember your mom made me fucking call your house and leave the voicemail with I was telling people at work about, I was like, dude, Brian had this whole big spiel about him being like this foreigner on like a sex shop.com and him telling you that your order had showed up and your cock ring was in. And all. <laughs> dude, he'd say, he'd be like, if you want your, if you want your discount, www2invanbottle.com. <laughs> we call people all the time and just start, they get so pissed off at Brian talking about this sex shit. I wish you had the whole fucking, the whole spiel. Cause yeah, it, it sounded it like, out. it sounded so good on the old phones. Yeah, it just sounded like I was trying to sell you some fucking, yeah, like those old phones and, and everything and where you couldn't really tell that it was someone just being, you know what I mean? It just yeah. sounded like a recording and yeah. It, yeah. it was so funny, man. <laughs> so funny was, I remember calling a guy, he was drunk and we're just asking him what time it is. It's like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, don't you guys know what time it is? No, the clock on our phone's broken. We don't know. We're just, we're just having this fucking hour. Didn't you guys almost get arrested for breaking into Gary's house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they almost got arrested for getting like, for breaking into their own fucking our friend's house. Me and a buddy were just going up to fuck with him, and where his bedroom was, his window would fall inside. His <laughs> and we did it, 
and there was this lady or somebody, like, right by the ball field, but, like, uh, probably 100 yards away, and just hear somebody yelling, Hey! Hey! <laughs> Looking around, don't see anything. We don't think anything of it. We fucking finally get inside. Ten minutes later, knock, knock, <laughs> knock. Fucking cops are here. <laughs> Some lady called and said somebody was trying to break into your house. Like, dude, it's his house. I'm breaking in. <laughs> My neighbor lady would like say nosy that. motherfuckers. My neighbor lady would say that to me too. I'd fucking if I locked my keys in my house or locked myself out of my house, I would like climb my roof around my parents' back house and get in through my bedroom window. Yeah, on climbing on your garage. Yeah, and then one day my neighbor Betty was just like. You breaking in, huh? Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, sorry, Betty. <laughs> I forgot my keys. Yeah, she it just happens. looked at me like, what are you fucking doing? It happens to everybody at some point. <laughs> yeah, we had to do it to get into your house. I've had, I've been locked out of my house because of my parents at least six or seven times. I swear. Uh. I have had to crawl in through almost every single window in that house at some point or another. So, uh, in a separate incident of July 2019... This lady was found to have 142 unauthorized seeds inside an iPad covers in her luggage, and more than 200 garden ornaments and plant and uh, plant pots. Garden ornaments. Yep. So like little like gnomes. This I think. bitch is just... trying to start her own fucking little. I don't even know. But she was also carrying a Man. snail and pieces of uh, tree fern stem, which were wrapped in wet paper towel. What? Okay. So she. This lady had seeds and iPad covers, garden ornaments, snail pots. And snails and pieces of a tree all wrapped in like wet paper towels. Well, I mean, you gotta keep the you gotta keep she the the plants wet. <laughs> yeah, probably. You gotta keep the plants wet; they, they'll dry out. Put this snail in my snail trail. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! What was her reasoning behind it? Is she just trying to make some money? She's trying to make a quick buck. I bet. <laughs> Well, yeah, the eight, the eight of the cacti were worth well, 10000 It didn't tell us what the second incident was worth. No, that's true. She did do it twice. Well, I mean, she got caught the first... Like, the first time, she like the dogs were on her, and she's like, shit, I gotta get rid of the shit, shoving it down the toilet and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I can do it again, but this time I'll take seeds and a snail. <laughs> the dog can't smell that. Yeah, dogs... Everyone knows dogs hate snails. <laughs> Mortal enemies. Yeah. Oh. Anything so, else on that one? No, that's the end of that one. There was a... Uh, <laughs> Pappy wanted more. <laughs> Give me well, more cacti! <laughs> I mean, I guess she pled guilty to the charges and was sentenced to 100 hours of community service, like I said, with intensive supervision. Intensive. Just to make sure she's not <laughs> grabbing any more cacti or at least... Yeah, she's just fucking. gonna change what she's trying to fucking steal. Well, smuggle, whatever. Unbelievable. There was uh, a man with a with Florida tattooed on his forehead accused of calling 911 to ask for a ride home. <laughs> so this man literally has the state of Florida, Florida. tattooed on his forehead. Wait, like, the wording? The or word? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, the, the state. The shape like, the state. shape of the state. So a big phallus. Yeah. A big phallus. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a peninsula for a reason. <laughs> so, was he drunk? Or did he just, so he just called the police for a ride home? I think he was high on some drugs. Okay. Oh yeah, cops. I, say, well, I, can't, I thought it was all perfectly all right to call the police for a fucking ride yeah, home. Like I'm trying not to go to jail, so I'm gonna call for a ride home. I'm, I'm drunk. Yeah, you're Fuck a public that's servant. That's when you call you a taxi. Me, Fuck off! You're a public servant. You get paid. You are a taxi. Yeah. 
You take my taxes, yeah. you take me home. You can't just fucking flag a cop down as he's driving well, down no, the highway. You, no, you call nine one one and you get the fu- you get them to flag. No, you're supposed down. to call the non-emergency line. But there was a time when uh, our our roommate's mom was staying with us and she was a little bit crazy and she called the cops like wanted to go home. They showed up at our, like I come home from work yeah. and there's just cops in the yeah, middle of our apartment. Yeah, but you call them. You no, call them. No, but she, no, she called nine one one. The cops came and the cops were like, "Well, the best we could do is take you to the city limits." <laughs> she's, she's from Philly. So. Like we could take you as far as our jurisdiction allows us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, like they are public servants. They work for us. Like hell yeah. yeah. Do you? Fuck My brother is a fucking cop, but I don't like. Yeah, and he'd give me a ride home if I yeah, called him. He would. Yeah, not in this state, but <laughs> not in this state. <laughs> he'd be like, "Fuck you! You're on your own in PA, man. I'm off the clock." <laughs> jurisdiction ends right here, bitch. <laughs> Come to Georgia and we'll talk. So, a man with a big, bold tattoo of Florida in the middle of his forehead repeatedly called 911 to ask for a ride home because he didn't have any money for a taxi, according to the Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Records show 22-year-old Matthew Lethan of Hudson called 911 four times between 3.17 a.m. and 4.22 a.m. to ask for a ride home. Give the man a fucking ride home. (laughs) I'm trying to find a ride home. I beeped up. (laughs) I'm trying to find a beep ride home, Lethan said in the first call. <laughs> he laughed at times and seemed to not know exactly where he was. He said he had been <laughs> drinking a little bit. Just a little bit yeah, of alcohol. See, he's trying to be safe. Calling for a ride home. I've been out here for like an hour. I thought I tried to call it a ride home or what. Like a Lyft or an Uber, but I ain't got none yet, Lethan said. He claimed he called the wrong number and then called back for a second time at 3.23 a.m. <laughs> It's three digits. How do you call the wrong? Sorry, man. Wrong numbers, sir. This is nine one one. We are quite literally four digits off from any other fucking number. And now it's seven because you need an area code. Yeah. I ain't able to call a lift right now. It's only letting me call this number, so I figured beep. I'd call this number and I'll pick up a lift. Lethem said. That's great. The operator told him nine one one was for emergencies only, and ended the call for only for only to have him dial back almost immediately. Hi, am I able to beep, um, call a taxi or something, beep? <laughs> I'm able to call a taxi. I'm trying to call a taxi. <laughs> yeah, if I don't get home, I'm going to die. That's my emergency. Take me home. <laughs> he claimed he hadn't tried calling an Uber or Lyft and would do that once he got off the phone. Once again, he was told that 911 is for emergencies. Bet, 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 bet. So sorry, he said. Bet, 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 yeah, bet. Bet, 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 bet. bet. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Records show a deputy who met with Lethem on the U.S. Highway 19 in Port Ritchie, and he once again said he needed a ride home. When the deputy offered to call him a taxi, he said he didn't have any money to pay for one, according to the report. That's when he started walking away towards his home and called 911 for a fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) While the deputy was still nearby and once again asked for a ride home, the affidavit said. In that call, he said the deputy wouldn't give him a ride. What a dick. Whatchamacallit, um, I am trying to get picked up at Scenic Drive. Basically, I've been trying to get a ride for a while, but sitting out here for a minute, I'm freezing, he said. (laughs) (laughs) See, I feel like his emergency is that he doesn't have change. So you can't pay for a taxi, you can't pay for a bus. There's and, like, no apparently he's just out on the highway. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah why the fuck is he on the highway? That is an emergency. Yeah, if he it. walks, if he, like, keeps walking, it's illegal. <laughs> so if he stays get, still, he's loitering. So it's he, illegal. So if he gets hit and dies, then are you going to feel bad? No. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Then they're going to be like, oh, it was this dude's fault for walking on the highway. They'd be like, you wouldn't give me a ride home. <laughs> About six minutes into the final call, a deputy can be heard in the background speaking with him. You're on the phone with 911, is that correct? Get your hand out of your pocket, the deputy said. <laughs> the call ended seconds later. <laughs> the deputy saw there was no emergency, so Lethem was taken into custody, record show. Deputy said they found marijuana on him during a search, but he claimed he didn't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what that is, Put officer. That oregano in my pocket. That's for my pasta. He's facing charges of misuse of a 911 system in possession of marijuana under 20 grams. What pricks? Yeah. Just for a ride home. Yeah, this poor drunk man is just trying to get home. He doesn't have any money for Uber. Yeah, this poor drunk man is trying to get home and get high. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you probably shouldn't call the cops when you have drugs on you. He doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what this drug is, officer. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. What, what is that? Sweet tart ropes. New twisted rainbow punch. That sounds interesting. Sure, I'll try one of those. Yeah. Your other ones are pretty good. Why not? Just like the strawberry ones. Ah. Well, there. One. Oh, and it's gone. <laughs> Does Bud want one? Which computer ate it? Because there was okay. There you go. Oh, that's pretty good. This is a snack portion of the podcast. Just so everybody knows, we're gonna start doing uh, we're we're gonna start doing uh like food tasting episodes where we rate the best sandwiches. Yeah, we're thinking about starting off with the burger first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna start rating oh, food God. some of our favorite places around town and other places surrounding. So if you got a good place that we should eat from and uh, a challenge that we should do. Um, An homage and a shout out to GMM. <laughs> let us know. You guys ready for another story? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. I think you'll like this one. I love the stories. So uh, our Humane Society is having a Valentine promotion. Cats will take a number two on your former number one's name for $10. What? Wait, what? wait, wait, say that again? Cats will take a number two on your former number one's name for $10. <laughs> so, for a $10 donation, the Lexington Humane Society will write your ex's name on one of their litter boxes, and the cats will literally poop on them. Nice. Ah! <laughs> nice. Way to raise some money. It is. Our adorable kitties have your back and will dump all over your ex, the Lexington Humane Society said in a Facebook post. <laughs> cats can be spiteful creatures, and trust us, they are more than happy to take a number two on your former number one. <laughs> That's a great fucking slogan too. Yeah, no, take a take a number two on your former number one is the is a good one. Yeah, I like this little like quote here from the uh, like actual post they put. Do you know what's crappier than a room full of litter boxes? X's. Allow our cast to demonstrate your disgust for your ex with our smear campaign. With our defecation. <laughs> for only a ten dollar donation, your ex's name will be written in one of our litter boxes, waiting for our cats to literally poop emoji on them. <laughs> <laughs> Flame fizzled out, catfish dumped, or adorable kitties have your back and will dump all over your ex. Cats can be spiteful creatures, and trust us, they are more than happy to take a number two on your former number one. (laughs) (laughs) Or your current number one. We're not judging for what you're into. (laughs) They said that they're stopping taking donations the 12th, but they will leave the little boxes in place until at least the 15th. Fair enough. (laughs) So even if you still didn't have a date for Valentine's Day? That's great, though. (laughs) Guaranteeing they would be pooped on Valentine's Day. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's 20 bucks. I, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea to raise some money for yeah. the Humane Society. I'm sure they'll get plenty of fucking oh, yeah. uh, people. Just... Every single cat lover will gladly fucking do that. Yeah. I might fucking do it. <laughs> Take a shit on you. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it goes to it's just a ten dollar donation to the Humane Society. Like, yeah, it's for a good and, cause. And you, yeah, I'm saying you get a little like extra out of it, you know. They literally just take regular litter boxes, just write with Sharpie, just names on the litter box. Yep. <laughs> First and last name. I mean, I think you, you just you're like, gonna have a shit ton of it's, it's probably calls. whatever you fucking type in. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's all online. It's probably a fucking box. His, her, you type the name, name in. in. Yeah, they wanted you to reply to their Facebook post. Uh, it was like you send a donation and reply to the Facebook post. Nice. <laughs> what if I just reply to the Facebook post? How do they know my donation got there? It's an honor system. Uh, okay. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like those vegetable stands on the side of the road. Or like the corn stands, you know. Take five for a dollar. <laughs> or Halloween. Fuck candy. Yeah. Take one. Okay. One handful. One bowlful. Just don't walk away with the goddamn bowl. <laughs> just take one of the porch chairs. You fuck yeah, so you take the chair. I thought it meant I could take one item. One piece of furniture. <laughs> you just pick up like one of the Halloween decorations or something. Take one. Okay, get out of my house. <laughs> I'll take your deed. <laughs> So there was a Florida attorney disbarred for making porn for making a porn film in jail. Wait, Why? There was what? A Florida attorney disbarred for making a porn film in jail. Why is that disbarring? Well, I mean, he was in jail. Maybe no, he was like he wasn't incarcerated. Oh, was he? F- so he was fucking an inmate, or he just made a porno with somebody in a jail? Well, like like they were in they were in the jail. Oh, that's why I got disbarred. So yeah, not supposed to fuck inmates. A Florida lawyer has been disbarred for using his attorney privileges to visit women in a jail and record sexual encounters with them for a pornographic film. Yep, that's why I got disbarred. You can't, you can't do that. Yep, he's. Yep, that's not a good thing. Just in that state, the Florida Supreme Court uh, revoked his uh, license retroactively to July of 2019. How can you have your license retroactively I'm assuming, taken? I'm assuming it just means that any c- cases that he was in are like thrown out and have to be redone. During that, oh, okay. Like during that time period. Okay. Alright, okay, I guess that makes sense. I was like, how did, I, how did you take my license in the past? Well, like, unless he got him off. But that makes... Oh, he got someone off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's a shitty lawyer. And a shitty lover. <laughs> shitty lover. According to a, fl- a Florida Supreme Court notice, Spark abused his privilege to practice law. Uh, he used his law license to access private rooms provided to attorneys at two jails in order to solicit prostitution and record the encounters for a, a porno film. He had been on probation since 2019 after pleading uh, guilty to charges of bringing contraband into county direct detention facilities. Nice. So he was already on probation for trying... Well, that was smuggling drugs then. Yeah. And he had already finished a concurrent one-year probation for a misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. How is he a lawyer? I was going to say, how many chances are they going to give this man? He knows his way to work the system. He is a lawyer. (laughs) I would defend myself, Your Honor. (laughs) I ain't paying for no shit. I'm the best there is. (laughs) Like, God, you'd think after the fucking, like, second time, you'd be like, okay. Need to stop this. Prostitutes and drugs. And, like, what do you think he was doing? He's like, hey, be in my porno film or else I'm going to send you to jail forever. Yeah, basically. Damn, that would suck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's like, damn, man. That would suck. So there was a TSA agent convicted of tricking a woman into showing him her breasts at LAX. What? <laughs> nice. What is LAX? What are you oh, hiding Angeles, under there? Like the Los Angeles, Los Angeles International Angeles Airport. Airport. Ah, okay. 
Man, what are you hiding in your bra? You better show me. You let me see those sweater bunnies. No animals allowed on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you call them sweater bunnies? It's like you're smuggling some cantaloupes in there. Hey, smuggling fruit across fucking state lines is very yeah, illegal. Exactly. <laughs> we have learned this. You're not George, George Young says in blows, Your Honor, all I really did was take some plants across an imaginary line. <laughs> I don't see any fault in what I did at all. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Young, the plants that you were carrying were illegal, and the line that you crossed was very much real, so your bail set at $500,000. <laughs> Whoa, damn. He got out a few years ago, too, didn't he? Yeah, and then he went, like, right back in for oh, a parole he? violation. Oh. He's, he's More plants? So, he's been in so long. No, no, it was actually an accident. He said he said that he he left he left his probationary. He couldn't, like, leave state lines, and supposedly he said that he got a hold of his P.O. or some shit like that, and it didn't go through or, yeah, but he went right back. Oh. <laughs> some bullshit reason. We'll have to talk about George Young, too. Yeah. George Young. You know George Young? No. You never watched Blow? Okay, yeah, you probably wouldn't watch Blow. Johnny Depp. I love Johnny Depp. You yeah, know, you should watch Blow. Kind of like Fear and Loathing. Okay. He was like, good movie. He was like the dude in America that patented the, like, stashing drugs under the floorboards of planes. Ah. Uh, flying them across to fucking, like, Mexico. So much. This white dude from, like, Massachusetts just, like started like smuggling cocaine into America through like fucking um fuck Pablo Escobar and shit like that and eventually it just got to the point where they said like in the I think in the mid 1980s if you did cocaine in like the United States during the mid 80s there was an 85% chance that it came from him damn son <laughs> yeah there's an 85% chance there's a scene in the movie where they're just like him and his partner they're like counting money and they just have boxes and boxes and boxes of yeah. money and he's just like yo where do I put this and he's like try the back room and he's like it's full he's like the closet he like opens it up he's like we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> they literally have that much money from fucking selling weed uh, and coke and shit. Like what, what, ten grams in ten minutes. It's like how what? a fucking ton of people fucking can. In one ep- in one of the scenes, like he was, he said or he had done like ten grams of coke in ten minutes. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, he goes over like how much like he used to do back in the day. He was. When his one of his kids were being born, there's a scene where she's like, "We gotta get to the fucking hospital," and he has a suitcase. Full of yes, just fucking coke. just loose coke. Yeah, <laughs> not bricks of coke, yes. loose coke. And he literally just like yep. just sticks his face in, and he's like, <sighs> and then all of all a sudden right. the scene comes where he's in the hospital and his kid's getting born, and he's literally like, <laughs> and he just like his kid's born, and he just drops on the fucking ground, he starts like seizing out, and they're just like. The dog's <laughs> like they wake up and they're just like, you should probably stop doing suitcases of cocaine. Suitcases. <laughs> You'll never stop me, damn it. <laughs> Pulls out another suitcase. Ah! <laughs> it's too young. I don't know if you know this, but if you keep doing this, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Blow up that hard. Great movie, though. I'm I'll telling you, it's a fucking awesome love. movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually... Before we move on, this is how fucking long this motherfucker's been in jail. When they did this movie and they were just like, all right, we found an actor who's going to play you. 
Johnny Depp. This motherfucker said, who the fuck's Johnny Depp? What? That's how long this motherfucker's been in jail. Damn. Yeah, bro, since like the fucking 80s. Telling bro. me jails don't have movie nights. Well, even not so, he's just like, not, not even, one of those like, not even his yeah. generation of, like, fucking, he'd know anything. Yeah, I know. That's crazy, though. Yeah, man. There was just, when I saw that interview with him, he was like, well, he told me, he was like, Johnny Depp. I was like, well, who the well, fuck's also, Johnny Depp? It's just like, weird, because Johnny Depp did do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was in the 80s. Dude, and I'm telling you another thing, too. Johnny Depp kills him. Like, he fucking, oh, like... Oh, no, that was, he, he does this... So, he, he is such a great character actor. He does, like, Boston... He does George's, like, mannerisms and, like, the yeah. exact yeah. way that he talks. And, like, it's so crazy to see the older George talk. And then I was like, holy fuck, dude. Like, John... The this fucking, is him. Yeah, like, Johnny yeah. in the movie actually fucking sounds like fucking him. I was like, that's fucking wild, like... Yeah, I like I like that. He's a good actor, I yeah, think. Yeah, dude, he kills it. You have to watch that. Carrie Lovely's another good one if you never watch it. Watch it with your parents. Well, it just walks in, like, the whole, like, ballroom full of lizard people. Yeah, like, like, dinosaurs or something. Oh, yeah. Chris <laughs> Thompson. He lived in Jersey Shore. Yeah. yeah. That's where he died. Jersey Shore takes another one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit shores, I like to Man, call it. Man, we got a fucked up area where we live. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, a former Transportation Security Administration agent who was accused of tricking a traveler into showing her breasts as she went through security at Los Angeles International Airport pleaded no contest to false imprisonment charges. <laughs> Jonathan... That's false imprisonment? Well, like, the way he did it. Yeah, like, you're gonna go to jail... Cause you got some. Oh know. yeah, sorry, I almost forgot about the story of what it was for a second. Jonathan Lomeli entered the plea to a felony count and was sentenced to sixty days in county jail, fifty-two classes addressing sexual compulsion, and two years of probation. Damn, son. Sexual? What compulsion? Yeah. See, so he has to take oh, literally a year's worth of classes addressing sexual compulsion, and he's on two years of probation. And probably not allowed to work at the airport anymore. Yeah, he's a, it's a former TSA agent. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it does say former. So the women told investigators that he had her. He told her to he had to look inside her bra to ensure she wasn't hiding anything, and he had to hold her pants away from her waist for a check, and then said he would take her to a private room for further security screening. But when they were alone in the elevator, he told the woman that he could perform the screening there and ordered her to lift her shirt and show her breasts <laughs> and look down her pants. She said. Uh, he said that she was free to go and added that she had nice breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you and that's nice terrible. <laughs> thank you and find a new job. Yeah, but like the false imprisonment comes to like when he takes her into the elevator. Yeah, he tells like, him that he can do it there. Yeah, it's like, hey, you do this now, or yeah. you know the implication. Jail, yeah. Man, that's <laughs> messed up. The Canadian fucking the border patrol that got us was just like, bro, if you guys, we we know you guys got weed in this motherfucker. We know you got fuck. We found the wraps. We found them. We're just like. What? We clean this motherfucker out. He's like, I promise you, if you're lying to us, we're going to make you go over in that room. We're going to bring our dogs in. You're going to get naked. And you're going to fucking squat in this fucking room, bro. If you, if you guys are lying to us and you have weed in here, he's like, dude, we don't have any fucking weed in this car. We you no do idea. it. I'll shit in your hand. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just totally tune a fucking good cop, bad cop type deal. This motherfucker. This crank. both rules. This crunk. No, this cranky motherfucker. As soon as he walked out the door, another motherfucker came right in. He's like, well, thanks, guys. You guys did really well with uh, keeping the car clean. We appreciate have a good trip into Canada now, and I was just like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is he? What the? What was the like, point of that when you were just about to let us go? I'm just making sure. I guess just yeah. they're like they they didn't find anything, so they're like, this is almost too clean. Maybe we can intimidate these guys. Yeah, did you yeah. put them in your tires? Yeah. And Where honestly, did you hide the honestly, drugs, dude. The coolest thing ever was the dude was like, 
he was like, he's like, honestly, he's like, we're, we're glad that you guys were cool. He's like, we don't want it. We're not trying to be a hassle. I'm not trying to bust you guys for like some weed. He's like, I want it. He's like, I want the big shit. He's like, I want, oh, and then all of a sudden, shit. like right across his scanner, someone was just like, da, 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 officer, whatever. We need you over here at this bang. He's like, shit like this. And he just, like, <laughs> he literally just like ran up. He's like, have a good one, guys. And I was just like, damn, this motherfucker might have found some like guns or some shit. Like, who fucking knows? Like, man, we should have got some weed. On the way yeah, out, I'm you, like, border just... patrol, like, especially like, I don't know, like, have you, I mean, you've been across it, those big ones. Like, yeah. dude, like, I bet shit gets fucking popping. Yeah, they there. were like, asking me questions, like, what do you got? I was like, uh, Clothes and yeah, they'll t- a they'll, yeah. book. And if you don't game. ask, dude, were, we were going to uh, Quebec City, so uh, they were uh, French Canadian. So like they were asking us where we were going, and we were going to like an album release party, and they're like, "Oh, well, whose album release party?" And I was like trying to remember the name because it was all French, and he's like, "Well, you're kind of." You don't like, you know you're, you're, Yeah they're just like Well you yeah. kind of like Fumbled on the name And I literally folded, I brought the flyer over I'm like Cause it's not in my language yeah. <laughs> I don't speak this language like, well, Of course yeah, I've like, got to stumble sound French to you Like sir. no offense But yeah You just asked me Where I was from <laughs> So funny But then But they But at the same time It's like the dude They're like one second They're like dicks to you They're like almost like Accusing you and then the next minute they're like, "Hey, have a good see, time. Enjoy our country." See, Appreciate I kind of had the opposite. Like the can, like the Canada guy was like really nice when I was going into Canada. I mean, he just kept like he kept asking me, "He's like, what do you have in there?" I was like, "Like my, my clothes, my book, like my yep. games, like anything else." I was like, "I don't know, man. What do you want me to yeah, say I right I now?" I didn't bring much. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot a grasshopper hopped into my fucking car. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Uh, I got socks." Like, <laughs> maybe a loose straw wrapper under the seat. But when I was coming back, like the American oh. chick, she. Was like grilling me and shit like that. I'm like, I'm just trying to go home. Really? It's the American side where it's just like, dude, they don't like they've never given a fuck. I've got we've gotten pulled out search so many times going into Canada. They've checked my trunk. They've had us pull forward and they've had us get out and they just like look in. They don't do a full search. Um, and then coming back across, they just like they literally See check ya. the passport. What you doing? Heading back home. Have a good one. <laughs> it's like, oh. Okay. See, this lady was giving me like the I mad dog guy and like questioning me. From Canada shit. home. Didn't say it. We always we always keep our shit 100 straight. I'm not trying like it. They're serious, man. Like they. And, oh yeah. Yeah, we talked about it before. Like I'm not going. To, I'm not going to jail in Canada. Canadian, that's worse than nope. crossing state lines. That's you're violating two countries. Yeah, laws. bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll probably just be like, we I forgot I had my bag. Shit. No, they'll they'll let you get with cigarettes, but if you come with bulk, yeah. we talked about this before. It's like real bulk. If you yeah, came like in with like a boxes, crate of fucking three, apples, four boxes, they're like, yo, no, bro, you're throwing that out. I know big artists, big hip. I, I talked about this before. Big hip hop artists have gotten busted because I know they've taken like a shit ton of alcohol on tours. You know, the whole tour's worth of fucking alcohol or whatever. Then they don't go and, finish it. And they try to go into Canada and they're just like, You got like legitimately like a couple grand worth of fucking alcohol here. You're not coming in with this. Like unless you pay us unless you pay the taxes on all these fucking things. But even yeah. that, like some of them are probably loose bottles. So you can't. There's no way that you could even pay like they wouldn't allow you to pay taxes mm-hmm. on something like that. Yeah, but at the same time it's still fucking dumb. I mean like when I was driving truck like I know, but it's weird it's just weird because it's it's not state anymore. Yeah. We're so used to doing state, but dude, that's like 
Just, okay, just like fucking blow. That that imaginary line is 100% real right there. <laughs> okay. The difference between drugs and just like normal fucking products. Though, like, but there's not a difference between money. Money, it's yeah. I know, taxes. it's always about money. Yeah, so taxes. Th- th- there's when, you, when the government you get the invasive get species cut. You get the invasive species, like what he's talking about yeah. with the leeches and possibly like some... Like, I get that shit, but, but get the fuck over yourselves. It's, just, it's always about the government trying to fuck you. Oh, guaranteed. Bend over. Always. Ta. Assume the, the position. <laughs> I'd at least like to be taken out to dinner before I get fucked. Well, that's too damn bad. As long as you pay taxes on your dinner. <laughs> I'm tired of digging holes, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> so I got one more news story here for us. I think this one's a pretty good one, by the way. Israel, Israeli Jewish Antifa hacks KKK website and doxes members. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one on Reddit. <laughs> What's it, members? Doxes. So, like, releases, like, info about, like, oh the members and shit. God. So, a website belonging to the Patriotic Brigade Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Always was. <laughs> Patriotic Brigade Knights. That, right there. Oh. Patriotic Brigade Knights of the, the Ku, Ku Klux, Klux Klan. Klan. You shouldn't even be. No, that's fans. a fucking y'all, mouthful. Y'all should never, ever assume that you're ever called knights. Yeah, no self-appointed knights. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. You can be self-appointed knights because well, when I mean, you say they're just like a bunch knight. of nerds. Like they have the wiz- like they have the wizards, are like in charge of each group, and then there's like the grand dragon who's like in yeah, charge. Yeah, they of really are actually. Yeah, that's funny. Just a bunch of nerds, racist nerds. Yeah. That starts that that you know the ranking system sounds like my fucking Discord server. Uh, <laughs> where I well, <laughs> do you have something you want to say? No, I don't. <laughs> but like uh, in my Discord server, if you haven't noticed. The roles are I'm the DM, which is the owner. The fuck, there's dragon tech support, then there's dragons, then there's nerds, and then Mike is a fucking murder hobo. Murder That's hobo. his rank in my murder Discord hobo. server. Murder hobo. <laughs> it's just a nerd Discord server. So the Patriotic Brigade Knights were hacked by anti fascist Israeli, Israeli organization, exposing pictures, names, and personal information of many of the organization's members. Damn. Good on that. Yeah. Bring well, the, those fuckers to light. I mean, it's not like anything can ever happen. They no. do it in fucking public. And, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, it's just like, these people just can't hide behind, like, anonymity anymore. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's one thing to, you know, you know who you're dealing with now, as opposed to, oh my god, the mask it could be Jim or Tim or fucking oh. Cletus over there. Yeah, and people are much less likely to, like, say and do things when people actually know that it's you yeah. to doing it. I, don't know. I mean, now haven't you ever pretty, been? It's huh? pretty fucking. It, it's almost pretty uniform to just stand on the side of the street and be blatantly racist nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> haven't you ever had your? Haven't yeah. you ever had a thirteen-year-old threaten to spoon your fucking eyes out with a goddamn rusty fork while playing a video game because you don't know who he is? Um, no, I can't. There was that, there was that one oh, person. Well, you, were, you, my friend, have not played Call of Duty long enough. No, but I've had a <laughs> fucking angry. Call of Duty. <laughs> but I've had an angry ten-year-old call me the N-word like five fucking times in a row. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, you I wanted, need out of this. I, I accidentally. I was playing Fortnite a long time ago, and I accidentally queued into a group 
of like Super just racist. no of just like well i mean yeah i guess but of like 10 year olds okay like i was playing squads on accident and queued into a fucking full group of like 10 year olds and they were just running around the map yelling hippity hoppity minorities are property and just a <laughs> bunch of other shit like that and i was like what the fuck is wrong with these kids terrible <laughs> i was like what the fuck is wrong with these kids that's probably could you imagine just like like a little kid just like and it, it was Property, minorities are property. <laughs> it was it sounded just like that. No, no, because when I was a kid, I was taught that if I ever even thought before, once once the word minority came out my mouth, it, I would get punched in the fucking face. Like I would like, get beat the fuck up if I ever said some racist. Yeah, I was like, like, what that. the fuck is wrong with these kids? I was like, god damn. I'll never forget that one person in that wow group where you're in. Oh like, my god, oh, rip off your head and shit down your neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, funny. anonymity. It may, people just fucking say whatever they want. <laughs> you ever seen that shit where they like, they send raid, like hackers send like fucking raid squads to people? Oh, houses? yeah, fucking getting swatted? Yeah. See, I had read that that never actually happens. Like, SWAT's not just gonna fucking. Oh, no, it's definitely happened a couple times. Like, that's what I'm saying. These are deep hackers. They hack the system. And then the they, and then they send actually, a fake report. That actually sends a fake report to a SWAT team. It's not like people call in and be like, hey, I think a SWAT team needs sent to the. It's actually like. Yeah. <laughs> Calls 911. I'd like to shit. order a SWAT team, please. Yeah, it's not like that. It's like these, yeah, these, like, people, like, actually, like, like get into the system and send, like, a uh. fake SWAT. I'm sure they. I'm sure it hasn't happened like a bunch, and they've sure they've done. Def- but I've seen footage of it. Motherfuckers. Like, yeah, there's been people that have been killed because of it. Like the SWAT team comes in and they fucking put the people down. Because they're just like literally, they have no idea what's going on. And all. Well, yeah. If the, if the report says they're well, like they armed to the fucking, fucking teeth, they're, then they're terrible with their fucking jobs. Yeah. If the report says like they're armed to the teeth and they're gonna fucking yeah, shoot on sight, and you get into a room. And a scared person starts like just, fucking dude, freaking out. I could not. Imagine. I mean, I could see panicking and like that shooting would just them. Be the worst feeling ever is just sitting there playing a video game. And yeah, it's just like what the, <coughs> and just right through that door right there. Just like, get on the fucking ground. Well, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to Brianna Taylor. Like when they kicked down her door, they didn't even say they were fucking cops. They just started blasting. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, if you have a gun, would you just shoot back or are you just gonna fucking die? Like, what? Those are your options. Yeah. <laughs> No offense, but I don't think she had much. I think she's just gonna die. Well, no, no, she was asleep. Her boyfriend yeah. shot back. Oh, really? Yeah, like they they didn't say anything. They just fucking kicked down the door, and then he started fucking blasting, and they started blasting. Oh wow, I didn't even know about like her boyfriend being there. Oh yeah, like, he got murdered. Turning fire. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. But then there was that other dude who was like playing video games and like the fucking yeah that white dude he fucking yeah and like, he just like answers the door with a gun because he's like who are you banging yeah it's literally door? like the like the mid, like two o'clock in the morning people are banging on your door all right I have a pistol I'm gonna answer the door with my pistol sure yeah they didn't yeah. even give this dude a, like the chance to put his gun down they fucking shot him in the back just boom yeah it's crazy yep. Anyways, well, the website originally <laughs> consisted of white supremacist imagery as well as a link to join them. The hack completely altered the entirety of the webpage. The hackers identified themselves as anti-fascist collective by the name of Hayalaman Oloman, Hebrew for anonymous soldiers. Okay. Our objective is to strike terror into the hearts of the enemies of humanity, they told the Post. Neo-Nazi and other white supremacist groups believe that Jews have an all-seeing eye. Our desire is to make their fantasies a reality and exploit the conspiracy theories as a form of psychological warfare. 
We want them to know, wherever they are in the world, that we will find them and expose them. We will destroy their lives. We will bathe in their tears and mock mock the gnashing of their teeth. Damn! <laughs> there is nowhere that is beyond our reach. Damn! We will, bathe, will, we will bathe in their tears and mock at the gnashing of their teeth. Mock at the gnashing, gnashing of, of their, their teeth. teeth. Bathe in their tears. God! He thought that one through. Yeah. Following the initial hack, the phrase, Shabbat Shalom, good, good night, white pride, was, was shown on full display at the top of the website. Shabbat Shalom. Alongside other phrases. Shabbat Shalom. Alongside shalom. other phrases such as Jewish solidarity with all oppressed peoples. Never again. And the Hebrew phrase, Od Avnu Chai, Amen Yasuri Chai. The hack also revealed the supposed leader of the Patriotic Brigade, a Texas resident named Kevin James Smith. This included his face, address, phone number, date of birth, both email addresses, proof he paid to operate the website, and a link to his page on the Texas Public Sex Offender Registry, where he's registered for having raped a 14-year-old girl. Damn. Okay. Holy shit. And that was the leader of the clan. Yeah, that like, was the leader. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm just saying holy shit because, like, these guys fucking went all out. I mean, when you put anonymous in your name, you fucking better go all out. Hmm. Holy cow. Oh. Will this not die? Okay, let's not say Pass her off. Yep. Passing off the laptop because uh, I think it's about time to... Uh, What's... What some crazy? What about some crazy fucking news stories Mike brings up? We love the news stories. Oh yeah, the news stories are always fun. I try to find good ones, you know. I do my best. Mm-hmm. And I do uh, my part. <laughs> and honestly, we haven't heard one about meth in a little bit. So yeah, I was gonna say there was no meth in that one. It's mean, not like I searched them out. Well, I, just I know. Yeah, we but over, I, I can be a little dis. We sure went over this before. Good. We know you don't search them out, but still, just randomly. Our country's heard. fucking riddled with meth. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I can, I can still be disappointed a little bit when we don't get a news and meth a lot story. Of great stories behind people with meth, just like the one where people were shooting at fucking fireflies, thinking they were aliens, yeah, or the guy on high on PCP just shouting stonks at GameStop for thirty six hours. Yeah. <laughs> Stonks! 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 Listen, sometimes you pound some natty lights back and fucking take a bunch of meth and just fucking do something weird. I just like how they let him do it for 36 hours. Yeah, I know. You'd think they'd fucking remove him after a while. Like, I mean, even after 12, like, come on, bro. Hell, I'd argue even after, like, a work day. Like, eight. A work day? Yeah, just like eight. No, an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say. If you're standing outside legitimately for an hour yelling stonks, I'm calling someone. Be like, yo, get this dude off my Get this motherfucker. Fuck out of here. No, they waited 20, I mean, they waited 35 more hours. Yeah, they waited like fucking two days. Like, what the hell? Damn, son. Okay, so, like we said at the beginning, let's start talking about the lizard men. Okay? Woo-hoo. And I figured, what better way to start talking about the lizard men than start with their gods? Yeah. As we talked about with, with Grimgore Ironhide and Gork and Mork, we talked about Gork and Mork. Jesus, <laughs> Gork and Mork. Gork and Mork are the gods of the orcs. Wait, so one's a wicked. One's Gork s- is c- brutally cunning, cunning, and yeah. Mork, Mork is, is cunningly, cunningly brutal. brutal. <laughs> and, and Grimgore Ironhide is, is the like avatar of Gork. Like, yeah, he's supposed to be like the the physical manifestation of the Gork <laughs> god of the orcs. Yes, and gods are real. In this universe, like they are proven, they are real. 
they have effects on the world. And they, 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 they interact with the world. Yes. On a pretty um, regular basis. Gork and Mork were literally willed into existence by the orcs. Because orcs are just fucking stupidly, and I they're mean stupid. Own, apparently. <laughs> they are, but they're too stupid to actually realize to, to be able to do anything with it. But it's because they're so stupid that they have these powers, essentially. Yeah, whatever they believe in just basically becomes true. Yeah. So, like, if they pick up a piece of scrap... Imagination. Yeah, yeah if they pick up a piece of scrap and thinks, think it's gonna shoot bullets, it's it'll shoot, shoot bullets. bullets. Yeah. So it's, it gets fucking nuts with the orcs. But the lizard men... They worship the old ones, which they essentially created the lizard men. Okay? <laughs> Boop, here you go. Through so, imagination. Picked up so a like, snake and is like, I'm going to give you legs. <laughs> so, the origin of the lizard men is a tale that goes back to the primeval era when the world was dark and largely encased in thick sheets of ice. So, think. Super, super Ice Age snowball earth kind of deal. Yeah, before like anything's living in this like realm or planet yeah, or it, it, there might be some creatures, but there's not. Yeah, they're not shit. like huge. There's no civilizations. There, it's dark ice. Primordial. Yeah, very primordial. Yeah. And this is the time between before the elves, dwarves, men. The land was ruled by titanic monsters, enormous creatures that just battled for dominance in the warmest region so no cities just big ass fucking monsters fighting this is my hero get up yeah Godzilla comes in yeah yeah no that's a good yeah so those nearest to the equatorial band became the highly contested zones some of these life forms were unthinking creatures of just pure instinct others were established in very very small like civilization kind of tribes that just kind of rise and fall in that forgotten age because the planet is fucking cold. I mean, it's harsh and unforgiving. So once you're like on your back legs, you know, odds are your fucking tribe is going to just disappear. Rip. So of that time of eternal twilight, there's little knowledge makes sense. Most things are just giant-ass monsters fighting each other. They're not really writing they books. They don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, they're not really writing books or cave paintings. Wait, 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 wait. We must write this down. <laughs> now we fight. Defecate. Although some... <laughs> we fight. Defecate. <laughs> some buried ruins and descendant creatures still remain from that time. <coughs> so not everything is completely gone, but it's a little fuzzy. So there's still, like, giant mon and monsters around the world. Yeah. And, I mean, you can kind of see that with dragons and wyverns. I guess, and, like, the dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. Think, like, things you would think primordial. So, you know, dragons, wyverns. Because, um, like, at least in the game, it's like the lizardmen, they ride, like, raptors and shit. Yeah. For, like, their cavalry and stuff. And um, I think they have even, like, t- like, like pterodactyl for, like, flying mounts and shit. Yeah. Lizards on lizards. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> So, into this brutal age came a mysterious race of godlike beings that plied the heavens in silvered ships. These strangers, known as the Old Ones, came from beyond the stars where they ruled an empire that spanned not just the cosmos, but time itself. Jesus. The Old Ones were so knowledgeable and powerful 
they essentially own the known world. They're Not gonna lie, that sounds just like draconians. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, even came in Warhammer and conquered that. Like, they <laughs> they teleported into the game. <laughs> <laughs> they forced themselves into the game. Those damn lizard people taking everything that we hold dear. What do they want next? Our women? <laughs> Their technology advanced beyond imagination. To them, astrology, astronomy, science, and magic, all one and the same. Each world in the Old One's empire was linked by a gateway. Some were small portals allowing an individual to just step through and travel inconceivable distances with just a single step. Others were the size of moons so that large vessels could pass through their travels. Jesus Christ. That's how they get from point A to point B. That's crazy. They just open up a big-ass portal, sustain it, and boop, just ship so, right through. So if Warhammer and 40K, they're not in the same universe, right? Like, it's not technically... It's not canon that they're in the same universe. There are similarities between the two. So there's a decent chance that something holds true in Warhammer if it's in 40k and vice versa. Oh, see, the only thing I'm thinking about is like just somewhere out in like the 40k where like the Emperor's trying to conquer, like just one of these Xeno races. He like just stomps out is like these guys. Well, you'll you'll find out what happens to them because it's something does you can you know by playing the game. Okay. You know yeah. something happens. Getting ahead of us noobs, Mike. <laughs> Just learn new information. I got questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> so as the old ones are traveling through space and eons of this, you know, endless universe, one planet catches their eye, for they saw in it a unique and boundless potential. Good old holy Terra. Good old Terra. <laughs> the old ones decreed that this world would have a central place in their unknowable plans. And stellar gates at either pole were created to allow easy access to this hopeful new colony. Before the designs for their newest planet could be fully set in motion, the old ones had to reshape it better. They needed a more suitable climate. <laughs> Your planet sucks. <laughs> it's cold. Yo, motherfuckers, you ever try putting a beach in this bitch? <laughs> Using powers beyond mortal comprehension, they shifted the planet's orbit towards the warming sun. Hmm. In time, the ice sheets retreated, verdant forests soon growing to cover the newly revealed land. So they essentially just terraformed the whole planet. Yeah. Because they just like flick the earth just a little bit. Yep. They just <laughs> moved it just slightly closer to the sun. So and was it just a fucking block of ice? Yeah. So now, uh, as opposed to j pretty much just the equator being habitable, a lot of land opens up. <laughs> like, work with us here. Hold up. <laughs> Once they did this, the old ones created servants to tend to their needs. Thus was the first spawning of the Slon Mage Priests. Slon Mage Priests. Yep, those are... And lizard men aren't born, they are spawned. In temples and pools. They just like... They just shut up here. They are. They, it is a magical process, and it takes place at certain times of the year. And it's it's really, really in depth, actually, as to how the. It's like Gimli says that the rumors about the dwarves. Some believe that we don't even have wombs. <laughs> that we just spring out of holes out of the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they spawned the first Slon mage priests, <coughs> and because they did that. 
Wait, are those like the big fat bullfrog looking ones? Yep. Okay. <laughs> those are the ones that have psychic powers. They they can see the, the web. You know, there's a there's a a web that spans across the planet. Basically, like it's like a lattice that like covers the whole planet in like energy grid. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but those are the ones that, those are essentially the lizard men's spiritual and intellectual guide guidance. They are their advisors into, especially in this part of the time, they get their orders directly from the old ones. So their word is essentially law in terms of like the old ones want us to do this. The flaunt we're gonna do it. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like the, well, the the ancient one in Vikings. They had the one that supposedly could speak and see for the gods. Yeah, the so think of them as like a seer, mo- yeah, like as a, a seer, a prophet, yeah. you know, interpreter for the gods, like the pope, you know, kind of deal. Who is supposedly supposed to be, you know, the word of God, kind of deal. I just yeah. like in the game they look like these giant like bullfrog looking motherfuckers, and they float around in these giant like Aztec chairs that just like float. Yeah, because they're they're keeping them afloat with their psychic powers. Um, they are very, they can be very powerful mages. And they do like don't they do like a lot of like healing and buffing and stuff? Well, I mean, there's one in the game that can destroy fucking entire armies of the goddamn small sun. That's true. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Creates a sun with his hand. <laughs> he does, and then he explodes it, and it just armies just fucking go. Bye. It's beautiful. They were the grand viziers. They were trusted creatures of pro- prodigious intellect, and they were the only beings to with be able to withstand direct contact with the near omnipotent old ones the old ones presence is so overpoweringly amazing our heads just yep yeah just think if you look at them your fucking eyes melt out and your head just gone don't even think about them yeah shit your pants unknowable (laughs) yeah Uh, they're they're to your god hopefully you're on the toilet Uh, and I think lizard men don't wear pants. Yeah, and be- <laughs> and because they were this smart and psychically inclined, they were realistically the only ones that could talk to them and be able to withstand the immense presence of these beings. So it was the Slon who were to guide the lesser races, uh, whose creation would soon follow. For upon the world, the Old Ones had encountered many primitive creatures, including those that would one day be transformed into the first elves, dwarves, and men. So the Old Ones knew that eventually these races would come into being, and they wanted the lizard men and the slon to guide them, essentially. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were saying that they came from the lizard men. No. No. They, okay. they're, There's they're, like other, like... Let, like primitive creatures on the planet that yeah and like, they just know that like through evolution and stuff like these other races will eventually well and like that be. other gods will come and like touch these races and make them into what they will eventually oh become. wow okay yeah so yeah i guess yeah that makes sense since there's so many different gods for through like pretty much races. every race has its own like creating gods yeah yeah so they would be one day transformed into those races powerful and false-sighted far-sighted the old ones could shape new life forms, even from these imperfect materials. They did encounter some creatures whose existence was incompatible with their future plans, though. As the climate warmed, the Saurus were created to destroy these anomalies. The Saurus are the warriors. They are taller than men. Think probably like orc sized, like like orc sized, and they've got they're muscular. They they are more powerful. 
They're probably on par with orcs. Goddamn Komodo dragon. Yeah. Like, literally, like, a T-Rex, but it's, like, a like a little bit bigger than a dude. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely terrifying to see. Um, they are the warriors of the lizard men. They were created to destroy the anomalies, and soon vast armies of them marched to war. A fight to eradicate those native races that needed removing because they were a threat to the planet. Operation Exterminatus. Yeah. <laughs> the old ones frequently used the polar gateways to travel the cosmos, but in the meantime, they created further spawnings of Slon to execute their plans. So, like I said, the, the Slon are the old ones direct connection to this world they tell them what to do the slon tell the other like the saurus and the skinks what to build do something and how that's they act. me right now is like if they're so they're so ancient and knowledgeable where did they come from that's uh, always the question i know see, see that's what i was saying about like related to 40k like that like just out there in like the cosmos somewhere yeah, there's like this what these old ones come from that's what, like, always, I don't, is the, yeah. And the way, but that would always be endless, like, but then. I know, whenever something back, doesn't, God, whenever it's something doesn't start, whenever you start, like, a story, okay, like, Star Wars, is like, okay, well, here's the Star Wars story, and then all of a sudden, like, now all these years later, it's like, well, fuck. Now there's, you know, where did all this start, and where yeah. did all these start, where did the Jedi start, where did the Sith start, where did these start, it's just like, God damn it, I want to know. There's no endings to the Wheel of Time, Brad. I know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. So, while the Saurus brought order to the world with their brutal campaigns of destruction, greater projects were undertaken by the command of the Old Ones. The Slon established the Rainforest Temple cities in the region that would one day become Lustria, which is one of the biggest Lizardmen temples. Uh, like we said earlier, Lizardmen are kind think Aztec. Like, yeah. all of, they live Makes in sense. pyramids, they dress themselves with, like, war feathers and... Like just a really, it gives off a very Aztec Amazon yeah, they like like rainforest pyramids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so Vinny. Lustria would one day be one of their greatest temple cities. The Skinks were the technicians of the overseers. Skinks are small, about half the size of a man, probably, and think kind of like a chameleon. Uh, except it walks a lizard on hobbit. walks on two legs. Yeah, they're like hobbit. the worker class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like the 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 worker class. They oh, do. Sorry, fight. it's a lizard goblin. Yeah, they they do fight. Actually, yeah, that's pretty that's, much what they are. Yeah, yeah. sorry. They, I would say they're probably stronger than goblins, though. Probably. Yeah, but like compared, kind of like a goblin compared to an orc. Yeah, yeah, that's like a good a comparison. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. The skinks would be a goblin compared to the lizard man and an orc. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, they're like goblins to orcs kind of deal. Hmm. Um, kind of like the little greys. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're faster and more agile than the Saurus. That's different races, Brad. Yeah, they are. You're yeah. Oh, into the greys man, I'm mixing up my alien races. <laughs> tisk tisk. Mike keeps me straight, <laughs> guys. The skinks were the technicians and the overseers. It was their role to direct the beasts of burden to haul and heft heavy loads. In this manner, the lizardmen built fabulous structures that rose high above the steaming jungles this, yeah this would kind of like this would kind of be the characters that i would want to play with i like actually, the lizard like men are cool. one of my they're yeah. probably my favorite race to play it'd be so cool to be in like the jungle as giant lizard and at, least, at least honestly like in the second game like in the second total warhammer they just seem like the good guys <laughs> like they're just trying to protect the world like, that's really yeah, that does. Good. Another thing too is like, yeah, it's like this is one time where you see like an omnipotent like someone's like, you know what? 
this this kind of looks like it's in some bad shape. <laughs> let's let's try to fix some shit up here and let's help these people. You know what? There's probably yeah. going to be some more people here. We're not going to bug them. We're going to let the other gods come in and we're just going to try to help people here. They literally moved the planet closer to the sun yeah. to get it out of the ice it's like age. It's a completely yeah. desolate place and they're just like, we're not going to try to take over all this all this planet. We'll let other gods come in here. It's like, yeah, rule by love, not by fear. Yeah. So... I just feel like everybody would be afraid of them because they're lizard people, but they're like the nicest. They seem like the <laughs> nicest people ever. Oh no, Saurus will rip your fucking head off. Well, yeah, they'll rip your head off. <laughs> when you piss them off, but right? uh, um, Maybe, they're do not, they just attack on site. It it depends, I guess. Dep- I, like depends on what fucking era you're in, I guess. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, especially I, once the warm bloods, like that's what they call like most of the races of warm bloods. Like once they really start like conquering, like that's when they don't like really ca- like go to odds with them. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. The Old One's instructions to the Slon were very specific as to the locations of where the temple cities and many other architectural wonders were constructed across the globe. Each one was raised up purposefully to form a vital nexus in a world-spanning geomantric web. And that is the web that the Slon priests can see and they tend to. That's the web that spans the whole planet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's an interlinked matrix of natural Earth energy that encompasses the whole planet. Each site was linked to the next one, and the old ones were able to draw upon this vast reservoir of energy to manipulate untold devices and enchantments of great power. Essentially, they take this web and they just use it to however they want. Like, it's like a big power system. Yeah, I mean, think like a fucking goddamn nuclear power plant, like just a personal one. You can do whatever the fuck you want with this That's power. That's what I was just going to ask. I was like, is it kind of like just like this power plant that they use? But yeah. yeah, think of it as like a magical power plant. It's just like, it, but it comes from the Earth? Yeah, it, from the it, planet is, it is unique to this planet. That's why they stopped here in the first place. Exactly. They they saw that this planet could be used for something like this. They, they, they said, you know, this planet could be very important to us. We hmm. should take care of it. We should essentially make it to how we want it to be. Is there a reason why this planet has that? I, or is that to later? I, I don't know. It's just kind it of might. Like a, it's just kind of the lore thing. Like, this is, like, the planet that, like, things happen on. You know? Okay. I, say, okay. I, I don't 100% know if it's ever explained as to why the geomantric, geomantric web actually exists. It's okay. like, why is why is Harry Potter about Hogwarts and not one of the other schools? Like, kind of deal. Yeah, okay. That, okay, cool. <laughs> that that makes sense. So, it's just like, you don't, they don't even try to, like, make you explain it. It's just like the world, the universe. It, it is, is there. so big that it's just, like, very into, like part of the lore. Well, I mean, like, especially, like, even if you, like, like I said, if you spend this out to, like, 40k, like, later there's, like, infinite planets out there that all, yeah. are, like, eventually get covered with people. Eventually, you're gonna find a planet that has something unique. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, so, there's other planets with unique shit like this on them? I mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the, in well, the action. In, in, in 40k, there are. Like, in 40k, there's lots of planets that are, like, but touched in, by the warp and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and but in, like, Warhammer, it's primitive. There are no spaceships. They're stuck on this planet. Well, okay. except for, apparently, the ancient ones Yeah, well, the old ones are yeah. different. They're, they're space feller, space farers and gods, essentially. So... They're a little different. See, like, I honestly feel like they weren't, like, gods, per se. They were just, like, an advanced race, it seems like, almost. 
Like the Isu. I mean, eventually yeah. you become so advanced that you are. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, like 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 they were gods yeah. to them. I mean, if you can, when you if you have things. enough, te- if you have enough knowledge to literally explore pretty much all of existence but and create big ass portals that fit well, I mean, fleets and they're basically gods, but they aren't gods in the sense of like they don't live forever gods. and there's not they there's, don't have, like, there's more than like one or two of them. Yeah, yeah. and who made them? God damn it. <laughs> There doesn't always have to be a beginning. They could just have always been. Yeah, they could have evolved. Yeah. So, the Slon Mage Priests were also able to tap into this geomantric web. And with its energies, they could shift... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Big ripper. (laughs) Out for a rip, are you, bud? Big gulp, so, bud. (laughs) It's it's the rest of part of the blunt. You put it in my bowl, and now it's it's hard. (laughs) With, With these energies... They literally could shift continents. That's how powerful this web becomes Damn. when you tend to it correctly. So they could, like, not only terraform the planet, move it, terraform it, but now they can, like, shift the tectonic plates. Yeah, like, I want this I want, the fuck they want. I want this piece to be over here. Yeah, you know, like, those puzzles where, like, there's one piece missing and you gotta, like, shift the squares around to, like, get the picture? It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pangea, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. And the Not sl- today. The mage priests did this to aid the old one's unknowable plans. So long as each link remains connected... They could be used telepathically to communicate with one another over vast distances. They're just farting. What can't they do? Right? <laughs> well, well, these are the mage priests. These aren't even the old ones. These are the the lizard men. They, they can use this web to communicate telepathically that with makes other people. That makes sense. I mean, I it's think kind of, it's it, kind of like an internet. Or yeah, I was just, I think of it as like the internet. It, yeah, it, it just like seems I can, like it's like a visual. Like they can, it's just like, like a magic it. Internet. You can yeah. see it. It's like yeah, literally. Think of it as the internet. If I need to com- communicate with Bud, I can literally just send him a Discord message. Yeah, and it's, and just it's something instantly that natural, there. Naturally, that like comes out of the planet instead yeah. of us harnessing it through. Like, so once you learn how to see it and use it, you can. Use it for your purposes. The ancient ones created the Lizardmen specifically to be able to use this. Yeah. That's why no other race can use and see the geomantric web. Um, But other races have magical powers, too. Telepathy isn't unique specifically to the Lizardmen. It's just easier for the the mage priest to use it than it is, like, a human to learn a telepathic skill. Um. But telepathy does exist in the other races as well. Yeah, they just have like a more natural predisposition to it. Yeah, they can do it over huge ranges along the. Yeah, very cool. So they could they could communicate with each other over these vast distances by entering a trance. The mage priest could transmit pure thoughts and essentially hold a council of communion within the web. So now they're just meditating and fucking... I mean, think of it as a Zoom call. Like, literally. Like, or a Discord call. I I mean... Sit down, close your eyes, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you just... You go into a trance and communicate through the web and hold these councils with each other because, I mean, that's the best way to communicate for them as opposed to traveling these great distances. So... Now we get to the point in time labeled the Great Catastrophe. And remember, we're right now we're talking about the Lizard Men's gods. We're not this isn't completely all Lizard Man history. We're gonna backtrack a little bit once we get done with this. Because I thought it would be I thought it would be very necessary to have an understanding of how the Lizard Men came to be, what their gods' plans were, 
and you know what they're kind of all about and what happened yeah. to their gods because right. their gods are some of the most real ones in terms of like yeah gork and mork we know they exist but you don't really see them or like they don't really touch the world they don't have like planes of the, the yeah they don't really touch the world so much as the old ones did so, all was not well with the world, however. Distressing signs began to manifest outside the gateways at the planet's poles. They were but portals to another dimension. And it was from there that the trouble arose. I'm sure Mike can guess where this is going. And the swirling madness of that otherworldly realm. Nascent beings stirred malign intelligence that resented the Old One's trespasses. Disaster came suddenly, whether due to an enemy attacks or structural failure, the Old One's great polar gates, the means by which they tra- transversed the stars, collapsed upon themselves. The eldritch, eldritch machineries of the gates crashed down upon the world in a burning hail of star metal. Simultaneously, the poles of the world imploded, opening <laughs> rifts, Jesus Christ. Opening rifts into the beyond. Chaos spewed forth from the spirit realm. Here they come. Always the chaos. (laughs) Meteors of congealed magic, a substance known as warp stones, left. Weirdling, or yeah, weirdling contrails set the skies aflame. The planet shuddered under tremendous impacts, with some meteorites burrowing like animals, gnawing deep into the world's foundation. A layer of warp stone dust was cast into the air, its mutating properties causing untold atrocities across the globe. The seas churned, the forest canopies shook, convulsing with the grotesque growth. Where the northern gateway had once been, there now throbbed a second moon, a green satellite made of pure warp stone. This is Morsleb. And Morsleb is worshipped as a god by the Skaven. The Skaven use warp stone in their experiments their science they use it to create the plague warpstone is used and harnessed it's pure magic it, but warpstone is corrupted so it twists if it comes from the warp yeah it's it twists the mind of whoever uses it so it's very dangerous literally chaos poop yeah <laughs> and like especially in the game especially you get events um with more celebs name in them all the time because everybody respects Morsleb as some sort of a deity, essentially. Um, like, the orcs, uh, you get an event called Under Morsleb's Gaze. You know, people think if Morsleb is gazing upon you, it's a bad omen. It means danger or destruction or something bad's going to happen. Hmm. So they offer up, you know, tribute to Morsleb to appease the gods and, you know, prevent Don't fuck my that. shit up. That's all so yeah, the great green moon is I mean, essentially it'd be like a foothold for chaos, basically. Yeah, but back in this time, you know, chaos really or like there's not much travel out of planet. So like a lot of chaos, its hold is by corrupting the inhabitants of the mm-hmm. planet. Yeah, there's not going to be like warp demons and shit coming in, but yeah. it's still going to taint the planet. Many cries were lifted to that sickly orb as hideously twisted creatures were born howling in their agony. Well, yeah, you're mutating. I can't imagine that's fucking... When you're mutating, I can't imagine that's fucking, like, no. not painful. <laughs> like, 
You're fucking growing like third arms and shit. Like it's gets crazy. Six eyes. Yeah. As their portal as their portals collapse, the old ones disappeared. Their fate unknown. Yet the disaster could have been worse if the old one's most powerful servants, the Slon, had not staved off complete destruction by sealing much that was rent in reality. So So the Slon mages literally prevented essentially the planet from exploding. But when this happened, the old ones were just like, ah, fuck, we're out. Their portals disappeared. So uh, maybe they're trying to travel back and it just takes too much time. Were there any, like, stuck on the planet when it happened? Uh, As far as I know, I don't believe so. I mean, it could always be possible, but they tended to use the lizard men to enact all of their ideas or anything on the planet there was really almost never a reason for them to be on the planet specifically well if their portals disappeared where how did they go anywhere well they weren't they, there they weren't they were already gone oh. yeah. yeah like they, they don't just sit in orbit around the planet they they pretty much leave and then send their messages back kind of deal and say okay well we're gone do this and then they just peace, you know. And then the Slon convey that to the other pe- the other lizard men, and you know, keep going. Hey, well, we're gonna do this. Or we're gonna come back and rape your fucking family. <laughs> I want you to do laundry and do the dishes before I come back. <laughs> so great was the strain of that undertaking on the Slon mages. Half of their number were slain. Dude. Their brains melted by the incongruity of chaos. Dude. Despite their sacrifice, the Slon could only shrink the gap, though. They couldn't prevent, they couldn't seal it. They could neither close it nor stem the tide of magical energy that swept the planet. They could just keep it from growing, essentially. The old ones were gone, and the new, and the lizard men and the fledgling races were now abandoned before a new diabolical foe. That is the history of, the known history of the lizard men's god. That is how they have been essentially removed from the planet, and that is, you know, why kind of a, a why the lizard men do what they do, you know. Interesting. So I, I felt that was important before we start talking about the history of the lizard men. To do you they, know, do they still get messages from their god? No. Hmm. Once the portals are closed, yeah, I, have I have a god with. I believe dick. that that's how the portals were used to. Convey okay. those messages. I mean, I think that's right up, right up there with what gods do. I know. <laughs> that's what's, oh. What kind of a god? What a dick! I mean, like, well, yeah, kind of checks out. That's yeah. how it be. <laughs> well, we pray I to mean, you, but you fuck us. If their portals, if their portal Literally. on this yeah. planet exploded, who's to say their other portals didn't explode? Yeah. And chaos, you know, spread well, throughout the universe. They're fucking timeless beings. They should be able to fucking travel without any. <laughs> to be fair, animal. though, the chaos are also gods. They are legitimate gods. Yeah. So. Yeah, the chaos is not fun. Yeah, you don't fuck around with the chaos. Mm-hmm. Chaos just murders. You know. Yeah, they fuck your shit up. <laughs> like what you said, there's always a price. Yeah, yeah they come clean your clock wholesale. Oh yeah. After the disappearance of the Old Ones, as the Slon withdrew into their own cerebral worlds, the Skink Priests, the most intelligent of their kind, became the daily leaders of the Lizard Men. Because the Slon mages were putting so much energy into keeping the portal from growing, they're essentially in trances all day, every day. 
like to use the geometric web, they go into trances, and to keep it strong and flowing, they essentially have to dedicate their will and consciousness to doing that. So while they're doing that, never come out. They do periodically. Okay, very. Like, I was gonna say, are they just like permanently? Yeah, in they gotta to do eat. this. Or actually, I don't. They, I, I don't know if they do. I don't know. They're fucking lizards, bro. Um, to be fair, yeah, lizards can go like months without eating. Honestly, don't they get like don't the, uh, the lizards like feed them? And uh, shit that's what I. That's there? what I was gonna well, say. I tubes and everything. I think that, you they go? literally like like they bring up offerings and just like put it in their mouths and like while they're in the trance, um, they um, can. Um, <laughs> nah, they can do, dude, I, they can do everything. Obviously, I, I yeah, believe they're God, except keep their planet from being destroyed. No, they did keep it from being destroyed. Well, they just let all they the just, magic. They just got seriously yeah. fucked. Yeah, it just. <laughs> hey, and this is pretty good because these aren't the gods. Yeah, these are just like their creations of the gods, and they actually kept the planet from being destroyed. Why well, their god sat back and watched? Now you guys are realizing why we call what? him Pappy. Yeah. <laughs> so the skink priests became. You know, the daily leaders of their kind. <laughs> it was their ceaseless industry that restored the temple cities, rebuilding everything for which they had architectural plans. So not everything was rebuilt because they didn't have the plans to build it. It was they who ordered the overgrown jungle cut back to develop roads between the cities. And so, over the years, the lizard man wants the most advanced civilization to walk the world... They regressed into a more primitive state. The old ones took on the aspect of distant gods, worshipped by the lizardmen and called upon in times of need by the skinks. They began to make bloody sacrifices to attract the attention of their missing gods. The relics that they co- collected upon the orders of the Slon were held in wonder. All hope of understanding the technology of, of their function replaced with superstitious ceremony and ritual. So they essentially had a bit of a uh, midlife crisis, you know, when their gods suddenly disappeared. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck do we do now? We're used gonna, to being yeah. ordered. Whenever you're used to being near to the omnipotent. You know, <laughs> you're, you're essentially told what the best thing to do is. You believe it, you just do it. Now we have to but, think for ourselves. Yeah, now we have to think for ourselves. <laughs> Imagine Jesus' Jesus apostles. Really? Just like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll write a book. <laughs> Fuck, man. Everything's just based on us humans. That's exactly how we all fucking are. While superstitious acts have gained in popularity since the loss of the old ones, these were taken to horrific new levels. With the coming of the new god, Sotek. Sotek. Inspired by, and I'm going to fucking butcher this name. Woo! Tehen Hawin. Oh, I like that one. Skink priests led the ritualistic slaughter of untold thousands of rat men. Yeah, fuck those rat men. These skaven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, lizard men and rat men. Do not get along. Hell yeah, fuck the rat men. Rats are super. To be fair, the Skaven do not get along with any race. They just spread plague. Yeah, they spread plague and kill everything. Yeah, they literally have mini guns and they spread plague. Like that's not cool. Have you ever seen a rat get along with anything? No. Yeah, that's the only thing. Carry fucking disease. The only thing that like rat Skaven tend to even get remotely along with is the Beast Men, if I understand it right. And the Beast Men just fucking murder everything and raid cities. Yeah. So, they kind of have a mutual, uh, like, 
benefit to each other. Yeah, like the enemy of my enemy. Well, well no, the Beastmen just go in and slaughter everybody and destroy the city, and then the Skaven move in underground, and, underground, and just take the city. Skaven are underground. They live underground, and they they, they live under own. cities. Yeah, the rat people. Yeah, yeah. they well, have makes sense. They're yeah, they have under hives and stuff. They're just huge, just rat nens, and they built like but tunnels and shit. And this will get right into Viking stuff. It's oh, beautiful. Nice. Viking and Aztec. We go. I can't wait. I, you remind me. I have to show you a fucking picture of uh, King Alfred from the Viking show. And I'm just lit. I'm, it's fucking you. I promise. <laughs> fucking every time I see you. In the last in the last season, he makes this epic ass speech. He's just sitting there. And at the end of it, I was just like, God damn, Seth. <laughs> like, you fucking killed that, man. That's my boy. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm just like, you fucking tell them, Christians, man. These Skaven were sacrificed in horrific fashion, sometimes being thrown alive into writhing pits of serpents, other times split open and their choice organs pilfered to the heavens, or proffered to the heavens. If a Skaven was lucky, he was simply beheaded by Osiris. Damn. It is recorded that Krokgar who is a playable lord in Warhammer, by the way. He is actually my favorite Lizardman lord to play as. Krokgar. Krokgar. That's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good one. He, he is a mighty Saurus leader. He has personally delivered the killing strike to over a thousand Skaven warlords since the rise of Sotek. Over the warlords. Yeah, yeah it's not even it's not even just regular Skaven. Yeah, that's, it's their lord. warlords. Yeah, he's, he's killed a thousand out. of them. Yeah. <laughs> How long has he been fucking alive? Lizardmen live a long time. Yeah, honestly, Are don't like the priests. Like, literally, you can live forever. Like, the... it's it's theorized. Did we talk about this before? About like how alligator? Did we? Say I mean, yeah, well, oh, alligator yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, senescence, which yeah. essentially means the by definition, senescence means there is no decline in a mortality rate with age. So theoretically, it can live forever. But, but because there's predators, diseases, you know, just can you just say also? Big. Yeah, can you say also like if it's like ultimately the most apex predator and like nothing could kill it technically, it'll still probably die. Like if if it keeps growing, it'll get too big, it'll get too big and, and then like it can't move. There have literally been so, cases of a, of snakes getting so big they physically can't move. That's fucking crazy. So even if the comet didn't destroy the dinosaurs, they would have just died because they had gotten too big. Not necessarily. It's not all reptiles. It's all, It's some. And like I said, it's just by definition, senescence means there is no there is no essentially correlation to aging and death. Yeah. You are no more likely to die if you are ten year old, ten years old versus three hundred. Well, I say I think once you reach adolescence, yeah, oh, it, it's heard, once yeah. you reach adulthood. They found a uh, they found like a great white shark that's like over three hundred years old. I think it was uh, one of the great or the uh, Greenland, Greenland sharks. Greenland yeah. sharks. Greenland shark is has become the oldest, possibly the oldest thing to have lived. That's an animal. Yeah, they said that thing was fucking swimming around. Five hundred and sixty-seven like, yeah. years old, or yeah, something like, when, like that. Like, the country was signed and shit. It was already like a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> How did they know? Uh, it's like carbon dating and stuff like well, that. Actually, it's teeth. There's been like they've like there's been like writings of them like of sailors seeing this whale with like specific like markings on okay. it, and they'll see the same one over and over again. Yeah, but then, like they still see it today. Yeah, and like you can. There's That's ways. Why it's kind of like a guess. There's ways to um, like yeah. analyze the cells of the sharks and 
I remember reading about it, but I don't remember what they do and what the process is called. But that's why, like he said, that's why there's an age range because they say this shark can be this young or this old. It's you, it's probably somewhere in between. Yeah. But the minimum amount of years this thing has been alive is this, and the maximum is this, based on the measurement of whatever just, builds up in its cells, kind of deal. I just feel like. Wherever that shark goes, the actual Jaws theme follows. Probably. <laughs> you'll be scuba diving or some shit, and you'll actually hear it, and you'll be like, oh, Wait, shit. I think there's one of those sharks that eat just, like, small fish and I shit. I was going to say, they're not an aggressive They're not huge. No, they tend to live in very, very cold, cold waters. Yes. I don't give a fuck, bro. And they live Seeing relatively thing, deep, I think. Just looking at, like, it being that old. I mean, they come up, but. Hundreds of years old. Like, that thing has to look, like, the most creepiest. And honestly, part. I think they are relatively friendly towards like people. Like, docile yeah. kind of a creature. And we also don't. Well, I mean, the Germans did, but, like, normal people don't hunt them. Their meat is terrible. Yeah, unless no, you yeah, do. I think you have to, like, leave it out creepy. for three months and, like, bury it and do it. Like, yeah, because their they, cells yeah. are saturated in ammonia. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they smell absolutely terrible, think, and they uh, taste man, terrible. I think Zimmern or somebody did one where he went out there and, dude, that shit was disgusting yeah like you said you just smell ammonia it smells like piss and it just just literally piss yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep so and it tastes like that too yeah unless you prepare it right i guess and then it's a delicacy i don't know sure (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) but but that's why like yeah that's why like they didn't eat them though because there was no point like yeah you kill it cool like it tastes like I crap mean, yeah, and it if smells you're, if you're, you're real hungry that shit yeah fuck it. tell your grandson about him see how long he lives yeah so little segue <laughs> uh entire temple cities would turn out to watch the sacrifice of an important skaven commander the vast plazas filling with clamorous skinks for the most part the inscrutable Slon mage priests leave such barbaric practices alone, although they could no longer ignore the populous rise of the new god Sotek. Nor could they rein in the base practice of offering up sacrifices to attract the blessings of the gods. Essentially, the Slon mages kind of lost control of the cultural center of the lizardmen, and they couldn't rein it back. Okay. So that's why the lizard men go around sacrificing their captives to the gods to appease them. Those few madmen in the old world that know of their existence claim that the old ones in their prime transcended even the divine powers of the gods of the old world. And that even those of the dark gods of chaos as they existed before the divine fully awakened... They claim this first amongst all races could summon and bind the gods to do their bidding. Jesus Christ. So people claim, and I'm mean, obviously not proven, that the old ones could have theoretically been more powerful than even the chaos gods. This is what I'm saying. These mother who were these motherfuckers? God damn it. <laughs> Literally, god damn it. it. Reminds me of like the Reapers from Mass Effect. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Reapers. They come from the the dark space you know nobody knows where they come from civilization gets big enough and then the reapers come and they clean you out just wait for another civilization to get big enough and come and clean you out yep (laughs) yep who are you isn't that how they like power themselves i think so yeah it's fucking crazy 
So, and their actions, deliberate and otherwise, had sculpted the formless void into what it would become, the womb of all deities. So people claim that they created the place, or they set in motion the process to com- create the place where the gods could live. So, yeah, so even the reason why there's gods in there in the first place. Could be well, because I mean, of the old ones. It's like they just put, they give the little push to get the earth into the right Thing. Yeah, and then and then they let it happen. The going. Yeah. yeah, and then they let it happen. Yeah, and just kind of let it go. Hey, we know there's gonna be gods. Yeah, moving in. if we push this one little atom into this other one, it's gonna huge cause this huge cascade that in several billion years, <laughs> gods. <Yeah. laughs> Utterly enigmatic, the lizard men had been stranded by their creators. The old Why ones left me? to contemplate a world irrevocably changed. <laughs> Over the millennia, the lizardmen had sought after the clear guidance once supplied by their almighty creators. Like we said, the lizardmen were literally a race created to serve. Mm-hmm. If that purpose is taken away, it's like, what the fuck do we do? It's a house elf with no house. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dobby's free. Against the growing threat. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, good Dobby references are always great. Don't hit Dobby, Master. Ow! <laughs> Against the growing threat of an age-old enemy, the Lizardmen had slowly come to the realization that there is no gain in lamenting a bygone age. And that the time to enact the great plan is upon them. From temple cities and ancient ruins, they issue forth, emerging out of the jungle to coldly implement their vision upon the world. And that is essentially the, the start of the Warhammer g- game. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, very, very brief history of their gods and essentially what their plans are at the start of the Warhammer game. Um, the lizards, the lizard men set out in the game to strengthen the geomantric web. You know, they're trying to tend to it and make it stronger because there are certain things you can do to tend the web to make it stronger. Okay. Like they can perform, perform like certain rituals at certain specific sites on the planet. Yeah. That kind of build certain temples that are like enhancing yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. So from that, I scroll down. Because <laughs> it looks like, for some reason, I accidentally copy and pasted twice my things. Because I didn't type all of this completely out. And we go... So was the 63 then cut in half now? Yeah, it looks like... Not in half. Maybe it was in half. Uh, we'll find it when I uh, <laughs> get to the uh, right place. Do 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 This is the elevator waiting portion of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bing. So, right here we get to the world besieged. In the wake of the clouds of magic came the demonic legions of the chaos gods. Woo! Chaos. They crystallized out of the swirling madness, materializing into numbers beyond count. Each demon was a powerful facet of its master. An unnatural being that burned with the urge to destroy. And like we talked about in Grimgors when he fought the chaos, the chaos gods literally essentially want to unmake creation. They want to just destroy every mortal race. They hate, like, the material realm. Yeah. 
uh, whether or not they believe it's because the the warp, which is where the the demons live and the chaos gods reside, is just should be the only place to have life. I'm not 100% sure. It's basically like two dimensions just like right next to each other. Yeah. It's separated by like a a thin thin veil. This is ours. It's North Korea. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Exactly. You don't cross the fucking line. (laughs) Faced with annihilation, the remaining Slon rallied, mustering armies the sizes of which had never been seen in the world since. The demons attacked everywhere, but the Lizardmen bore the brunt of the attack. These lizard men, the Saurus were literally created for war. I mean, they are huge, tactical, like, furious, ferocious competitors. Like, they don't fucking go down without a fight. Ribbit. They are like orcs in that regard. Especially once you get, like, the higher-tiered ones in the game. Like, they're fucking badass. The dumber they are, the better they fight. Especially once you get them, like, armored and shit like that. Like, they're crazy. Yeah, you gotta love that. (laughs) Strength. (laughs) (laughs) they do have a thing though where if they can take so much damage in the game they're just like they frenzy yeah they're just attack any like random enemy next to them their instincts kick in they are so primal fucking rocky balboa strength man Ah! that motherfucker he got hit so many times throughout those movies he ended up getting smarter throughout his life well he's like a super saiyan like every time he gets like almost killed he comes back twice as strong strong. I love that Every time a Saiyan is beaten to near death, he comes back twice as strong. If you listen, if you watch Rocky One, he's like he's like a dude on the street trying to like punk people for money, and he can like barely speak fucking English. He's like, fuck just the fight, man. Yeah, and then like, then by the end of it, he's like giving motivational speeches to his fucking son and Apollo Creed son, and he's speaking like perfectly, like coherent. It's like I thought this guy just got the shit kicked out of him forever. In like the fucking third movie, they told him to quit. (laughs) Brain damage, my ass. Yeah, he's still out in Expendable movies. Titanic clashes that spanned the continents lasted centuries and claimed untold lives. The Saurus met the demonic tide able to match their ferocity and return it in kind. But the might of the lizard man did not rest solely with its armies. The Slon atop their pyramid temples gathered the rampant magical energies to fuel spells of unprecedented destruction. Like I said, there's literally Slon mage priests in the game that can summon a miniature sun and detonate it on enemy armies. It is destructive. It's pretty helpful. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't fuck with the Slon mage priests. Catacolts. They will destroy you. Alright, I got this. <laughs> sun. Yeah. Just like flicks his finger and a fucking mini sun just shoots out and explodes. They gulped in the magic-infused air and belched forth firestorms, unleashing tidal waves or split the earth asunder to lay waste to the invaders. Damn. So they literally, I mean, they have the power to move the the fucking yeah, continents. Yeah. Get fucked, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> when, they destroy planes. When the, geoman- when the geomantric web is, is t- tended to and in good health, they literally are the most powerful sorcerers just pretty much ever in some regards i mean they can hey guys this is a perfect place for a battle yeah but what if it isn't yeah but what if we take the continent and move it over here yeah what if it just wasn't just split the earth in half in the war's opening stages the slon proved more powerful than even the most magically adept of the demons however as the chaos energies and 
unending demonic reinforcements continued to flood into the world, the balance began to shift. As powerful as the lizard men are and as magically inclined with the geomantric web as they are, there's only so many of them. Yeah. The warp is essentially another universe. As far as that we know, it's unending, just like our space is. Now that the old ones aren't there, can they still since they just like since they spawn, can they still spawn? Yes, they okay. still they know how to perform spawning rituals. Okay. Because spawning is a ritual. Yeah. Um, they, I just, okay, I just wanted to make yeah. sure that it's like... Okay, nope, that knowledge is... not just like a certain form. There's like a certain so many of them. Yeah. That the old ones are gone. Like, But the rituals can only take time at certain parts of the year. Yep. I mean, it, it's just like, like normal. Rituals, like yeah. Take time. It's normal. It's like normal people. You can only reproduce so fast. Whereas it seems demons are unending. Goddamn, not Camino ones. Yeah. Yeah, you kill one demon, two more places. Like that <laughs> yep. kind of thing. As the chaos energies ebbed stronger, the Slon felt their powers dim, their spells growing harder to control. Even a minute error while ma- manipulating the magical forces resulted in a, magnific- or a horrific mishap. Many Slon suffered mind-shattering backlashes or were lost to their own incandescent, uh, incandes- candescent miscues. God, struggling with my words. <laughs> God, hey, but all right, man. like like Mike said uh, when we were talking about Grimgore and orcs and their psychic abilities in our last episode, the using magic is dangerous in this world. There are real consequences, and when people, even humans, when they are psychers and they use or and they use the power of the void to cast spells and do things, you literally can go insane because you're looking into the void. So fighting it is the same way. I mean, if you're fighting their magic with your magic, you're still witnessing the powers of the void, which corrupts and just kind of drives you insane. And especially slowly. when you're fighting corruption itself. Like, they can use the magic all they want. They're already corrupted as much as they can be corrupted. They are corruption itself. Yeah. Like, they literally breathe that stuff in and yeah. eat it every day. They shit out fucking corruption. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. So like, yeah. a- after a while, it just takes shit for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it takes its toll on you, and you you either go insane, or in this case, it's it's weakening their magic. The amount of corruption that is spilling forth into the world is weakening their own magic. So like if magic's already game. dangerous to cast. It's now even more dangerous when there's less magic to be cast. You go to cast a healing spell on like a group of troops, and all of a, it's just a fireball instead. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that does We're happen. Here to help. Oh, in the game, God. there are miscasts. Yeah, like that can happen. Yeah. yeah, you can miscast spells. I mean, yeah. you, magic You're a bad is magician. <laughs> magic is uh, not to be toyed with in this universe. Just don't do it. Then. It is. Well, it, I mean, it helps. Though, like, oh, it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Like I said. Having a lizard man that can spawn a sun on a fucking army is beautiful. Are you a gambling man? <laughs> In the game, there's even when you start it, you have you like can wins. gamble. Yeah, you have like winds of magic is like your magic power for like that match, and like it'll slowly go up. You can gamble that at the start. You're like, hmm, I don't know, do I want more or less? But usually, you always lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Normally, gambling does not pay off. And the game will even tell you that it is like gambling does like never pays off. Yeah, it does say that. <laughs> While the unconstrained winds of magic sapped the Slon, which, it, it, like he just said, it's called the winds of magic in the game. That's what you use to cast magic. 
So the winds of magic that are spilling forth and into this world are weakening the geomantric web. And because that web's weakening, the slon are weakening. It conversely invigorated the demons. They were born of the unnatural stuff and could readily shape it for their own use. As the magical supremacy shifted, so too did the war. And this is true of almost every war that happens. A lot of times, you have a better wizard, you win. I mean... Yeah. Even Unless you miscast. No, he was saying, like, okay, in the last one with Grimgore, like, there was a wizard in the one town that Grimgore is about to fuck up, and he just, like, casted a spell from, like, so long away over the army, and there's nothing they could do. It raised a blizzard. Yeah. It, it literally... Brought a blizzard upon Grimgore and his and army. Stopped his army from even being able to attack the city. Yeah. So he just turned around and went away. And then the, when and then the guy was like, "Well, he's turned away," so he pulled the storm up. And then Grimgore started coming back. Right. And he's like, "Brought the storm back." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then because of that, Grimgore killed like thirty of his own men because <laughs> he was he's pissed. Like, God damn it! Yeah. Yeah. No. So like wizards in this world, I mean, it's dangerous business, but it but it's like, so yeah. worth it. Yeah. Like wizards win wars so if you have the biggest baddest wizard there's a pretty damn good chance you win now that's not saying they can't be countered and that's not saying that just because you have the most powerful wizard you win actually it could be because humans have the most powerful wizard in existence as far as i know and they win Uh, uh, gelt yeah, Balthazar. Balthazar Gelt. That's his yeah. name. Yeah, Balthazar Gelt is a gold magician. From what I understand, he's the most powerful existent uh, wizard in existence. Uh, yeah, I, I think it says that even when you start with him in the game, it's like you are literally one of the most powerful magicians in of all races. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be you could make an argument that he who has the most powerful wizard just wins. Like I think there's a couple elves that like stand up there with him, but like that's pretty much it. Yeah, and elves are like incredibly magically inclined, so it's impressive as fuck that a human can match them. And he uses like gold magic. So he like rains like liquid met like molten gold down on people. He creates like golden Wolves. hounds yeah, that like he, attack people and shit. They jump out of the fucking ground. Gold? He's just a gold wizard. Like, oh, it, like that's, that's just what his, his, his power is gold. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Don't Balthazar you fucking question gelt. why he's a gold wizard? He's a fucking gold <laughs> wizard, goddammit. If you had a choice to be a gold wizard, wouldn't you? He's not yeah, but does not actually have any value yeah. in this? I mean, I'm sure he can make gold. Well, no, but isn't with the money in, like, Warhammer, like, isn't it gelt? Isn't that, like, the human's currency? It might be. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, gelt. so gold's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, gold's money. Like, it's still money. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, this guy can just make it. <laughs> he can make it rain from the sky and shit. Yeah, but it's fucking liquid. <laughs> oh yeah, liquid. <laughs> fucking kills people, that's for sure. On the battlefield, titans made of pure fury smashed into the Saurus cohorts until land was washed with blood. Plague monsters and beasts of living brass hurtled headlong into cold-blooded colossi. While flying, while above, flying reptiles battled bat-winged behemoths for control of the skies. Like he said earlier. Uh, skinks fly on pterodactyls as part of like an air cavalry. Yeah, they're like ar- air archery. They have they have uh, bolas and um, like blow darts, and I think some of them even carry bombs. Yeah, <laughs> like they literally, you can have a bombing unit. 
of just pterodactyls that are being ridden by like little chameleon skink lizards. I mean, humans have fucking like rocket artillery. Yeah, they, they primitive, very primitive rocket artillery. But, so they but do like, that. think yeah. of like the Chinese like rocket, like yeah, like the organ guns. Well, yeah. I mean, dwarves have organ guns. Yeah. Well, what are the skinks dropping on people? I think they're like fire bombs. Like think Molotovs. Okay. Just air airborne Molotovs with pterodactyls, yeah. or like blow darts, or like slings. Yeah, they they have archers and right. stuff too. Yeah. And like elves fly around on giant hawks and shoot people. I like the lizardmen. They don't they don't carry much ammo. But the nice thing about them is they like once they're done with their shots, they usually can get up into melee, and they're still pretty decent fighters. Yeah. On on top of that. um... They're so fast. Yeah, they are really They fast. can flank people and, like, shoot behind the shields. Mm-hmm. So not having so much ammo isn't the worst thing in the world for yeah, them. Yeah, they need to be, like, to be able well, to Well, like, they, they yeah. run behind them, shoot those shots, and then just flank them. Qu- then they run yeah. in and punch them. Finish them off. Yeah. Despite mauling their demonic foes, the Lizardmen were driven back. The Slawn drew even more upon their nexus of power, using its grounding to steady the unstable energies swirling around them. In desperation, they enchanted the jungle, turning their surroundings into a death trap full of carnivorous plants, <laughs> living quicksand pits, and teeming with swarms of insects whose stings could crack dragon scale. Damn. So, and like we said... Powerful wizards. Yeah. One raises a blizzard. These ones turn their fucking jungle into a literal death trap. Yeah. I think death like maze. <laughs> yeah, think like Venus fly traps, except like Venus giant. man, Venus man traps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, v- Venus and with demon trap. Yeah, fucking mosquito that yeah. will just blow you up with its. Fucking they can skin. fucking apparently give a goddamn dragon a bug bite. <laughs> Living quicksand just reaches up and grabs you and pulls yeah. you in. Like that is fucking crazy. That like what wizards can do in this universe. Yeah, you Riv- imagine it. You can fucking do it. Yeah, pretty much. Rivers were redirected to impede the demonic advance, and volcanoes rose and erupted to slow their hellish progress. Yet still, the legions rampaged onwards. The lizard men withdrew to their temple cities, bastions of order amongst a sea of chaos. For a time. Even the re- relentless minions of the Dark Gods were checked as the Lizardmen exacted a tremendous toll. Giant reptilian beasts waded into the, the turmoil, crashing paths through the hellish hordes before being lost to sight beneath the writhing masses. I do. I forgot that they literally have like stegosaurus. Yeah, they ha- they literally have like, like tri- T Rex. Yeah, <laughs> and they and have like artillery on them. They have like fucking like laser. Be- fucking, like, yeah, they channel them. they channel magic into a crystal, which bounces it around inside and amplifies it, and then shoots it out. And that's on the back of a fucking like T Rex. Tri- like on the back of like a triceratops. Yeah, that's on the back of a, t- a triceratops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, they've made dinosaurs even more dangerous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, take dinosaurs and put magic lasers on them. Boom. <laughs> Lizard men. Lizard men. <laughs> like Dr. Evil should have really asked for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like dinosaurs with freaking laser beams on top of their head. It's freaking cool. <laughs> like, literally, lizard men are so fucking cool. I, they are my favorite race in the Warhammer lore. It is pretty cool. Like fucking cavalry is riding like raptors and shit. You got yeah. fucking stegosaurus coming in from the left side. Got your fucking source warriors charging down the front. Oh, and don't forget the T-Rex that I managed to flank around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're fucking crazy. Croc Gar rides a T-Rex. That's cool. He has a legendary... Or no, uh, yeah, he has a feral carnosaur, I believe. 
Um, and that's what the T-Rexes are called. They're called carnosaurs. <laughs> so, strange devices left by the old ones were unleashed. Artifacts of power that melted away the opposition by the thousands. Heedless of their losses, though, the demons continued to batter away the protective barriers conjured by the Slon to protect each city. And like we learned with Grimgore, chaos fight for literally no regard of their life. They will fight to the last man. And recklessly. And recklessly, <laughs> yeah. It's not like their they... one goal is to just fight. They they fight harder than orcs well, yeah, I mean, in it, some regards. And they take risks that like no mortal being would take because, I mean, if they die, they just go back to the warp. No, actually, I believe most followers of Chaos, when they die, they just die. Well, I thought you like, have to be a, like a demon to okay, go back yeah, to the warp. But I mean, like, yeah, humans and shit that are like. And even then, is that a die. thing in this world? I'm not sure. I don't know. I say because I know, I know. In World of Warcraft, you kill a demon out uh, outside of the Nether, they just go right back to the Nether. Well, even in 40k, most of the time, if it's like an actual demon, they just go back to the warp. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm say I, I know that's true in World of Warcraft. I wasn't 100 percent sure if it was true in. Uh, Warhammer and 40k. Yeah, I mean, like, people, like, corrupted humans and stuff, where they would just die. Yeah, they just die. Any, like, actual, like, demon would just go Go back back to the warp. Alright. Eventually, the demons devised a way to breach the wards, and the temple of city of Zatek was the first to fall. Its inhabitants slaughtered, and its skyscraping pyramids cast down. It began a chain reaction, weakening the magical barriers erected over each other temple city in the hut. Or in the turn. So, Hoddle, Tlaxlaw, that's a fu- These are all Aztec Mayan names, and I can only pronounce the real world ones. <laughs> Zodal fell in quick succession. As Zodal, the Slon Mage Priest managed to hold out long enough to send warnings to the remaining cities, allowing them to employ suitable counterspells. The demons were stymed for a period, yet they were still unrelenting. They devised new devilries to defeat each defense, unleashing a plague to overcome Chakwa, leveling Quetzotec with sonic barrage of a billion slaughtered souls in agony. A billion slaughtered souls in agony. Just like whales. Well, they do that in 40k, too. In 40k, they literally take people and infuse them into machines and like inter- they're in eternal agony powering this machine and they force them to fight they're, they turn they literally turn ships into giant flying like dragon like structures and literally fuse the pilots in there yeah. Jesus. Well, I mean, stuck. even like the humans like the the space marines they have what are called like sarcophagi and like when a space marine is like critically injured they're like seal him in this like giant basically mech Damn. which keeps him alive uh, like it'll keep him alive basically forever but he's trapped inside this giant war machine yeah so he goes around fighting as like a giant like a gundam like, like, kind like of the deal. space marines are like 10 feet tall already like without this power armor and then these ones are like it's like 15 like 20 yeah. they're like they're think literally like a gundam yeah. kind of deal they they are se- except they're sealed they're warframe fucking uh you know that like at the end of the avatar movie like with the blue avatars you yeah. know like literally that thing that guy gets into but yeah. like literally completely armor plated full of like guns missile like, launchers like a fucking power fist and shit yeah <laughs> missile launchers yeah <laughs> no and and then chaos takes that no and corrupts it and puts the the 
Space Marine inside into eternal agony yeah. while fighting. Oh, which course. fuels it even more. Yeah, which makes it even Gee, more that's, powerful. That's when, like, chaos corrupts them. Yeah. Poor fellow. Yeah, chaos corrupts yeah. all. That's the problem with chaos. It's, yeah, it's unrelenting, not, it's not if unending. If you be corrupted by chaos, it's when you'll be corrupted by yeah, chaos. Yeah, if you fight chaos... You will be corrupted eventually. It's not a question of if; it's when. There's not a single person. I mean, the, not really. The emperor, and not even the primarchs, which are like like the emperor is basically like the god of the humans. Like he, like he's a human, but he has essentially become their god. And, but he's like he's a crazy powerful psyker. Like he's literally the most powerful psyker. Like in existence, yeah. and he made like these like he's a divine being, and he made basically demigods to command his armies, and each one of them had like its own like legion, basically. But even the, even the demigods could be corrupted by chaos. Yeah, okay. literally only the emperor is basically immune to chaos. And even and, and even then, they still sacrifice like four thousand people a day to him, to yeah. power him and keep him alive. Because and, he was betrayed by chaos and like injured, basically. Yeah. So they put him inside of like a room and they sacrifice like four thousand psychers a day to him just to keep the to chaos at bay. Yeah, because the emperor is channeling a spell that keeps the demons from coming into our world. They can and he still needs those sacrifices to be able to correct, or, or they're fucked. Yeah, or the whole universe dies. Okay. Kind yeah. of deal. <laughs> chaos can still get in, but it's hell of a lot tougher for them to get in. Hell of a they job. can't just flood in, like kind of like what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they which which this is what happens when chaos floods in. Cities burn; they're endless. Yeah, worlds end. Yeah. I mean, it's true. World, so yeah. Like, literally, multi. Mike's like, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> multi, like, multi-galaxy civilizations end when chaos. Yeah, in 40k, they just writ- they just wrote some new lore, and literally, chaos like exploded the center of the universe, and like cut a highway in half. Yeah, and, there's like, literally like a galactic rift the whole way across the universe. Yeah. It essentially cut the universe in fucking half. Yeah. It, it's like the left side can't communicate with the right side kind of deal. It's fucking crazy. And there's not like not like a galaxy, not like a solar system, the entire universe. Yeah. Like literally infinite everything. space. Yeah, literally <laughs> everything. And the and the space marine and the emperor, they're all sending all of their forces to go fight this rift and try to close it. Yeah, 40k war- lore gets fucking nuts. That's why I love it so much. Like I love yeah. 40k, and like I love Warhammer lore. Like this shit is fucking nuts. So this is a lot. It's nuts. And you added an extra episode of learning. Yeah, maybe even more. <laughs> And after they, you know, sent a sonic barrage of a billion slaughtered souls in agony, they summoned shadowy tentacles to drag the great triangular temple city of Zarumuda deep underneath the sea, where its forest dome eventually cracked and everybody drowned. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Kraken's coming out and you're going to drown. After a thousand years of battle, only a handful of Lizardmen Temple cities still stood each a bastion protected by the greatest of the remaining Slon. So, we come to the defense of Itza. And if you remember, Itza is one of the biggest cities. And obviously, it's still around. One of the only remaining ones. Yeah, it's one of the only remaining ones. It's one of their grandest temples. Mm -hmm. The forces of chaos battling upon the streets of Itza... At last, the way was clear for the demons to besiege Itza, the first city and linchpin of the Lizardmen's arcane defenses. I believe, if I have my lore correct, Itza is at the 
absolute center of the geomantry web. So if it's a falls, the web is severely weakened. Mm-hmm. And it's already like severely damaged. They- yeah. So if it falls, lizard men are pretty much fucked. You know, game over. <laughs> like we said, the lizard men are getting fucked, man. He who has the most powerful wizard pretty oh, much wins. God abandon them. So if it's a falls and the salon mages are no longer there to keep up their protective domes or their domes are severely weakened, might as well be game over. Chaos floods in. Yeah, Wee! chaos floods in. <laughs> it's a was under the protection of Lord Croak, the first of all salon spawned into the world and the mightiest of mages. The energy dome that surrounded Itza crackled with energy, turning demons to dust as they rallied against it. Yet, after years of strain, even Lord Karak couldn't sustain such mystic walls any longer. And with a final surge, he exploded the barrier outwards, flattening the surrounded jungle. A hundred thousand demons were banished in an instant. Nevertheless, there were more. The remainder swarmed into Itza. There's always more demons. Like, never <laughs> fucking ending. Because when you beat them, where are they going to go? They go right back, and then they come right back. All right, you have to go back, touch the wall, start over. Yeah, yeah it's literally... <laughs> yep, you got to run back to half court and then come back. <laughs> of all that long war, no battle was more fiercely fought than the one amongst the streets of Itza. Only an epic stand by Lord Croc's army of Temple Guard prevented the demons from overrunning the Great Pyramid. For many days and nights, the elite Saurus warriors stood firm on the lofty bridge of stars. And Temple Guards are essentially, I mean, you can imagine as being a very religious people, sacrificing your gods, anything to do with, you know, the temple insanely high position in their society so temple guards are like the elite warriors think like templars kind of deal like they are the force that if you need shit done you send the temple warriors in because they'll get it done kind of deal so you just have a battle between these elite lizard men saurus warriors and just hordes of demons trying to push their way past them to take down Lord Croc and end the barrier, end the geomantric web and destroy this city. Using his reservoirs of energy, Lord Croc prepared his final incantations. As the last of the temple guard was cut down, Lord Croc spouted forth spells that were to, that were the perverse of gods, raining fire from the heavens to vaporize the foe. Time stood still as the fabric of the universe strained at the outpour of sheer power. Damn. He was the first one created. He was the most powerful. Big dick energy. And he is, and he realizes, like, this is my last stand. Like, I don't do something here. Might as well be dead. Taking you fuckers with me. Yeah. (laughs) So he, he casts a spell that literally puts a strain on the fucking fabric of reality. I mean, you can't ask Did for Did I break the fabric of reality? <laughs> Oopsie! Not again, Lord Croc! Did I mess up your little world? Oh, did I break the fabric of reality? <laughs> Yet, eventually, even Lord Croc succumbed. A dozen bloodthirsters protected by the favor of their dark god, Corn, 
Corn is the chaos god of blood, if I remember right. Corn. Corn. K H O R N E. It's either blood or destruction. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those two. So, and, but he is one of the most powerful chaos gods, if I understand it right, too. Yeah, actually, they can control blood. <laughs> they would spell it like corn. Yeah. Protected by the favor of their dark god corn, they fought through the deluge of spells and reached the top of the pyramid. There, they fell upon Lord Croc's form, ripping him apart in a savage instant. So overcharged with arcane energies was Lord Croc that his spirit fought on, refusing to let even death hinder him. Set free of his flesh, Croc's radiant will soared above the ruins, scourging the invaders with a divine light that was like unto a second sun. The first city was saved. Although Itza was delivered, the war raged on across the globe. The younger races also faced the demon legions. Despite retreating to their mountain holds, the dwarves had been decimated. The elves of Ulthron suffered tremendous loss, but in the end, their mages enacted the Great Ritual, a spell that created a vast vortex that drained away swaths of magic that flooded the world. Deprived of their lifeblood of magical energy, the demons disappeared back to their seething realm of chaos. Yet the Warhammer world itself was irrevocably damaged, now transformed into a planet saturated with magical energy and monsters. So the elves actually came to the rescue here by sealing away the portal (coughs) that was just pouring magical energy into this world. Demons require so much energy that sustaining themselves outside of the warp is really tough. So yeah, and they don't belong here. Yeah, and they don't belong here. On yeah. top of that, so sealing that portal essentially cut off Chaos's elite elite forces. Be- I mean, they still have cults and you know a couple people here and there that are really really powerful, but their absolute you know trump card is just gone. Yeah, without enough Chaos in the in the realm, they can't. They stop. are not infinite anymore. They are finite. Well, and plus that huge portal's been sealed, so like literally, like their gateway here is closed. Yeah. Aha. Conjunction of spheres. Yeah, pretty much. With the with the demons of chaos banished, a new era dawned over Lustria. The lizardmen issued forth from amongst the ruins of their temple cities to a blasted smoking wasteland. The Slawn ordered their minions to begin reconstructing that which they could. The task was urgent and gave the mage priests time to meditate upon the proper way to advance. The struggle for survival against the demons had allowed no time to contemplate a future bereft of the old ones. The lizardmen were uninterrupted during their rebuilding as the rest of the civilized races were also recovering from the war. And because Lustria had grown... To tread upon the, that continent was to invite death, as predatory beasts, tropical diseases, and all manner of deadly flora still remained. Remember, the Slon mages turned the jungle into a death pit, filled with, you know, Venus man-eating yeah. traps and shit like that. So, it's dangerous to even go near where the lizard men live at this point. The residual, the residual effect of the Slon's many defensive spells and perhaps the corrupting taint of chaos. 
on top of that, like we said, chaos corrupts all. It mutates. It, you know, changes everything it touches. So there's probably a couple of demon-powered, you know, fly-eating <laughs> traps. <laughs> so... Yeah, you really don't fuck around in this jungle. You don't even walk in it. No, you, one does not simply walk into the jungles of Lustria. No. <laughs> it was the intention of the Slon to fortify their own defenses before reestablishing contact with the younger races. They certainly intended to continue their monitoring duties and most probably their monitoring roles to those underdeveloped projects begun by the old ones. But in this new age, the Slons soon discovered that even their best-constructed designs now seemed error-prone and displeasingly flawed. Details slipped away from the leaders of the Lizardmen, and they spent much time contemplating why. The Slons struggled to remember the rituals that had routinely performed before the coming of Chaos. Over a thousand years had passed since those days, and they were no longer any Slon of the first spawning to guide them. Remember, Lord Croc died you know, defending Itza. His spirit might have survived long enough to defend the city, but afterwards it's kind of it not there, you know? He can't... His will can't last forever. Bye! Yeah. <laughs> I did my part, bitches. I'm out. I did my part, Sergeant! <laughs> Just let me die. <laughs> of those Slon that remained, there was not one amongst their number that had entered the presence of the Old One. So... None of the Slon that remained had ever seen their gods at this yeah, point. Yeah, so now they're like completely like they don't even. So all of their rituals and their history is kind of slipping away. You know, even though there's still some, you know, details are getting lost. They're going to come back and they're going to be like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Get out of here. We don't need you. Well, okay. I thought you guys loved us, but <laughs> see ya. <laughs> It was a lengthy task simply establishing which nodes of the geomantric web were still serviceable. As many sites had been damaged or destroyed, the great catastrophe had a lingering effect upon the Slon, for they had looked into the swirl of pure chaos, and that image had imprinted itself upon their orderly minds. Uh-oh. It clouded their consciousnesses and dimmed their memories. Long rests were required to sustain them after serious bouts of deeper thinking. Yet despite the fact they were but shadows of their former selves, the Slon remained masters of the mystic arts, their arcane skills unsurpassed by other mortals. Although the great ritual of the elves had drained away much of the power of chaos suffusing the world, it had not banished it entirely. The poles of the world still writhed under its corrupting sway, and the world had suffered an influx of its energy, ebbing and flowing in a patternless way. You know, like chaos. Yeah, like chaos do. <laughs> I just imagine there's somebody that has like is sitting by a generator that just says chaos levels, and he's just turning a knob from high to low yeah. randomly. <laughs> like, oh, it's got to be random. Just sit here and spin it a bunch. <laughs> hey, man, all this chaos is pretty uh, chaotic. <laughs> it's almost like it's chaos. <laughs> the Slon identified the tremendous threats already seeking to undermine the elves' vortex at the center of their island home of Ulthuan. Were it to stop draining the world's magic, the demons would soon reappear. Thus did the Slon begin their greatest undertaking of this new age. What remained of the geomantric web was used to strengthen the Great Warding. A string of lesser siphons 
defenses, and sentinels that would keep the realm of chaos at bay and secretly lend its power to the vortex of the elves. Many mage priests spent the following millennia attending exclusively to this task alone. The remaining Slon mage priests set about piecing together the Great Plan. Immediately before the Great Catastrophe, the Old Ones had dictated instructions and predictions onto many plaques of stone or gold. The remnants of the godlike beings' intentions were now scattered throughout the world, often buried in ruins. Those sacred plaques that were recovered were studied and their meanings mulled over. <laughs> Since those days, the Lizardmen have continued to scour the world in order to recover more such artifacts. Even the suspicion of such an item being found was sufficient to rouse a mage priest from deep contemplation and for a mighty Lizardman host to be dispatched and retrieve it. I can feel it! <laughs> yeah, they did not take that shit lightly. If there was a, even a fucking whisper of the fact that there was a, a tablet somewhere, they're right fucking going the for it. Yeah, instant find Spanish Inquisition. Call the banners. I need to find my daddy. <laughs> instant Spanish Inquisition, you know? <laughs> While the daily activity of the long-lived Slon slowed, new spawnings of Skinks and Saurus were continually generated at all the remaining temple cities. As the Slon withdrew into their own cerebral worlds, the Skink Priests became, again, the daily leaders of the Lizardmen. And so, over the years, the Lizardmen, the once of advanced civilization, began to walk the worlds, regressed. The Old Ones, again, became distant gods, and they just kind of hunted their... Tablets. They tried to find like old remnants of the gods that the gods left there, the old ones. Yeah, but yeah. like old predictions by them. Yeah. And just waiting for them to come back. Yeah, because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. That's what they were created. They were created for that. Like they were created to guide the other races. And what are they just to do when they've lost their purpose? Yep. So, in the wake of the Great Catastrophe, the first of the younger races to set foot upon Lustria were the High Elves. Only the most learned of elven mage of mages even had an inkling of the beings that dwelt in the southern jungles, as they expected to find only ruins. On a mangrove-choked shore, on the Isthmus of Fox, a graceful ship pierced the steamy veil to tread the soil of Lustria. It was deeply significant for the explorers, for their race had been forbidden to leave Ulthuan as they expected as they suspected, they now trespassed in the Hall of Gods. Skink watchers noted the intruders before they had marched a hundred paces when runners arrived to deliver word of what remained of the Temple City of Fox. The mage priest, oh boy, Huintenuchili, <laughs> was roused from his recuperative slumber. He was still recovering from the Battle of Zuha Lake and had yet had not yet to fully regain his previous vigor. Displeased that his slumber had been disturbed, he uttered a number of orders to his attendants that were indecipherable, yet undeniably offensive, before lacking, <laughs> lapsing back into sleep. Shorn what did he say? <laughs> I don't know, but I, don't, I know it wasn't good. I don't know, but I think, <laughs> I think he's pissed. I think he called your mama fat. <laughs> 
He pissed. He called your mom an amphibian. <laughs> oh no. That's one of the fucking worst things you can say to them. Hold me back, Tobias. <laughs> Shorn of their master's wisdom, the skinks were forced to deal with the high elves as best they could. As such, they adopted a watch to see that what the fair-skinned trespassers would do. The high elves, sick sickened by the cloying heat, had already suffered losses to blood wasps, piranha lizards, and the jungle itself. After 20 days, their captain led only a score of survivors to stand in the shadow of the bronze gates of the great city of Fox. By this time, Lord Huintenuchili had awakened. It never gets easier. No, it will not. He had awakened. He... One more time? No, 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 no. We're just going to go with Lord Huin. Wait, wait. it Tenuchuli. You see? Yep. Except I think you added an extra U there. Oh, probably. That's how you say it. Yeah. He was ca- he was carried to the Star Chamber at the apex of the Golden Pyramid, where he ordered the intruders to be brought before him so that he might look upon them and determine their place in the great plan. Dishwasher. <laughs> Dishwasher. <laughs> Bus boy. You can be a waiter. Hey, sorry. This is uh, this is an at-will state. We're just going to have to let you go, buddy. Yep. Hey, man, it's not me. It's the old one. Yeah. They, they want you to be the dishwasher. So they just they left you. the plan, man. It's, it's, it's in the gold right there. The yeah, I'm just telling you how it is. It's in that gold-plated tablet, you know, right there <laughs> that you can't read. With proper ceremony, the elves were brought into Fox. They walked what remained of the city's processional avenue. Even in its ruined state, the elves gazed in awe at the majesty of the architecture and the hulking temple guard that flanked them. Remember, temple guard are big even by Saurus standards. And Saurus are bigger than humans. And if I'm not mistaken... The biggest and baddest. Yeah. The best No, the the best... Grimgore is the biggest and the baddest. (laughs) (laughs) And if I'm not mistaken, elves are the same size as humans. Yeah, just so these Saurus, you're walking beside something that's fucking way taller than you and just jacked. You're you're coming up to like this thing's fucking shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's like fucking its biceps are as big as your fucking head. Yeah. Like, they're intimidating and it's scaly. And it's a lizard. Yeah, like (laughs) it's it's fucking intimidating. Yeah, as if the words lizard men didn't fucking describe it. (laughs) They climbed the steep stairs to the top of the Golden Pyramid, their skin tingling from the powerful confluence of the geomantric nexus. Complete silence fell as Huin, which I'm shortening shortening his name to, appeared not to register their presence. At long length, the mage priest's eye focused upon the beings before him, and he croaked out a single sentence before lapsing into an unmoving response. The skink priest's attending... Who in erupt erupted in excitement, chatter, as they debated the meaning of the mage priest's utterance. Finally, the most senior of their kind pointed at the high elves and declared that Huin said they should not be here. In an instant, the temple guard closed around the elves. Seeing their peril, the elves drew their weapons, and bedlam erupted. The temple guard instinctively protected their master and half of the elves were cut down the high elves captain led a desperate fighting retreat down the steps and through the vast city gates they were allowed to escape but even so only the captain and a handful of warriors ever made it back to their ship 
the jungle claimed the rest. Ooh. Shouldn't walk in the jungle. I mean, there's fucking giant ass mosquitoes and quicksand. Famous and fly traps that are corrupted. Living quicksand. Yeah, living quicksand and what should probably be called Venus man traps. Fucking just, you know, everything. They're Not good. People eaters. Yeah, yeah. Venus lizard man traps. <laughs> Many months later, racked by disease, the captain brought word back to the Phoenix King, Bel Shinar. Of the cold-blooded creatures of the jungle, it would be many years before the elves of Uthuan dared to set foot in Lustria again. Yeah, man, there's some big-ass lizards in there. <laughs> that place is not fun. I'm good. Yeah. Been there, done that. I fuck lost half that. my family in them fucking woods. Yeah, fuck that shit. You and go back there if you want to go. You take your dragons. Look at Billy Bob. He's fucking cutting half. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one's got malaria. You shouldn't have seen all the ones they sacrificed. Yeah. <laughs> In time, the other younger races discovered the hidden continent of Lustria and attempted to penetrate its depths. Most that set foot upon its golden coastlines died a gruesome death before traveling far into the jungle. Others succeeded in plundering outlying sites, stealing away treasures sufficiently valuable to establish entire empires in the lands from where they came. The coming of these races was to a degree predicted, where once the Slon had been tasked with controlling every step in the development of the approved mortal races, now they could plainly see that entropy had crept into the Great Plan. Damn, just come a long way mm. <laughs> from being like the masters of everything to not getting raided by them. <laughs> what goes around comes around, motherfuckers. <laughs> so now we'll cut to the war between the Lizardmen and the Skaven. Holy shit. And remember, Krokgar... Has uh, does a lot of fun stuff. It would probably be not a bad place to pick up. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Uh, What are we running at? Almost two and a half. Damn. Yeah, we got plenty more. We're about a fourth of the way down this page, and that's counting the thing that I accidentally double put in here. So, (laughs) what page is that page? Uh, (laughs) twenty-three. Okay. So we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep the. The lizard men and the old ones at part one here, and we're gonna pick up with the war between the lizard men and the Skaven. Yep. Next week. Damn, that was fucking awesome. That was fucking. I liked. I liked how like the old ones like came here. They like found a planet that was like good for them to like make a fucking race. Flick, they made a race. Make closer to the sun. And then everything exploded. <laughs> yeah, and then cause chaos. You're not, no. Mm. <laughs> Chaos is like, hold my beer. Well, it's kind of like what Mike said, is like, they kind of seem like the good guys. Like, kind of like they had some shitty shit happen to them, and they're always well, just okay. trying to like... They're not the best guys. Like, they did come in and be like, yeah, some of you races, you know, you're not gonna last. <laughs> we gotta exterminate you. You're not part of the plan. But the rest of you, you're kind of alright. I mean, they are siphoning magic energy to help the elves. Yeah. Without the elves' knowledge. So I, they're they're helping keep chaos at bay. I mean that's good, but yeah, at the I same anything that keeps chaos at bay is good. But at the same time, that <laughs> that might not necessarily come from a place of good. That could just be self preservation. Yeah, exactly. That's like all that is. I mean, the elves. Yeah, they stopped them. We should probably fucking help them so they don't come back. <laughs> we were almost dead. <laughs> you know. No, Almost but only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But yeah, for the most part, the lizard men just kind of keep to themselves in the jungle. In this point, 
So, oh, yeah. I mean, definitely compared to, like, the humans, the orcs, and everything else, where they just go around fighting everything, trying to be the one true race. Rimgore just, like, <laughs> below the fucking ground, he goes above the ground, he goes fucking everywhere. Over the mountains, into yeah. the fucking snow. The woods, in the cities, he sieges fucking places. He doesn't care. He doesn't nah. even care about, like, taking the land. He just wants to fight people. Yeah, he, he literally just raises it and leaves. Yep. He just wants to challenge. Big rat men yeah. fight. Big rat man pussies. Yeah, so, I mean, and Skaven literally fight everything. I mean, they're lizard men, Grimgore. It'll be a fun war to cover. So, yeah, that's a good stopping point there. I Like I said, I love Warhammer lore. Warhammer lore is fun, and this is, again, one race. I mean, we, right. did, we did another podcast entirely on one guy. Right. <laughs> you know, there, there's just hours and hours of lore, and it's it's great. Yeah. I, I really, I, I'm enjoying the Warhammer universe. It seems like... Yeah, dude, Warhammer's fucking awesome. It just seems like there's no end. Warhammer like, is my... There's just always just more and more fucking details to, like... It's yeah. It's so cool. Warhammer is 100% my favorite lore. I mean, I know for, like, in Warhammer 40k, just for, like, 30k to 40k, there's, like, 50... There's, like, probably even close to, like, 100 books. What? You have just like lore. Yeah, and that's Jesus. not even the game. Yeah, those are just books. Yeah, there's no. I, I, so who comes up with the lore? Well, it, it's made by Games Workshop, right? Yeah. yeah, Games Workshop, I believe, is the one that owns and makes Warhammer. Yeah, it's like it was like a tabletop they just made, and then it's just evolved into like this huge like. Yeah, universe. and that's why they're changing the lore right now because changing the well they did they changed Grimgore's lore because of the new game that came out well, a lot of this was decided because it was a tabletop they, they um, actually had players like play battles to decide the lore yeah of the universe. like quite literally they set up tournaments and like if a character died in the tournament dead in the lore you know and the characters were played by players yeah. you know they're they like named their orc like Grimgore Ironhide like Games Workshop didn't want the orcs to do as well as they did because they're stupid. They're just well, yeah, no. They they honestly when they set up these tournaments, they're, they're like orcs are going to get annihilated. They're like with the humans and chaos. Like they, the orcs they don't really have like that much technology. They kind of just have like strength dudes and they punch things. Yeah, and they have like some some archers. But the and, like, fucking but the orcs in that fucking tournament didn't lose a single fucking battle. <laughs> but they weren't expecting that. They were expecting them to just get wiped out. So they were like, well, fuck. <laughs> How do we write this lore? The orcs won every single fucking thing. So they kind of, like, went back a little bit and, Had like, and yeah. yeah. And now because Warhammer, the game is becoming really popular and all this, they're kind of going back and rewriting it. Like, it's exploding, like, out past the tabletop. Like, they have so many games now and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, not even just, like, the Total War games. Like, they have so many just, like... Warhammer like, games. Like, just, like, action games. And they even have, like, text-based RPGs. And they have, like, turn-based RPGs. Yeah. They have fucking even, like, Blood Bowl is, like, yeah. a football game in, like, the Warhammer universe. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> Blood Bowl's whole premise is they... There were some explorers exploring and they found ruins and inside the ruins there was a book that had rules for this ancient way of solving conflicts and all of the races were like yep we're gonna abide by this book and that's what we're gonna do and it was just rules for football yeah. except people die really really often like yes. the goblins like cheating shit they'll bring in like uh like iron chainsaws and yeah, fucking cut like, you in half as you're going up to try to catch and um um like you can get, like, wizards and shit to, like, cast spells while yeah. you're in the game. But they're illegal. So you can only get one. 
And yeah, it's, it's like a cheat. You have to like yeah. try to like hide it's in the ref when you do it. And shit. Yeah, yeah, and um, the ball has spikes. R1, R2, 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 up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, the ball has spikes, so it's really fucking hard to pick up. Yeah. Like people's armor has spikes, and you get fucking. There's punched. fucking like rat ogres on this gaming team, and like on the K, like the chaos team has minotaurs. Yeah. Could you imagine standing on a fucking line of scrimmage against a fucking minotaur? Like, especially like just a team of like humans, humans. just like against a fucking like a minotaur, maybe like a fucking. Cyclops, like a fucking, uh, like the Beastmen's, like, nightmare, whatever they have. No, Beastmen have, Beastmen are on the Chaos team. Oh, okay. Beast, yeah. So, yeah, the Chaos team is Chaos Warriors, which are essentially so elite. Chaos always wins? No, actually, Chaos just normally murders the enemy team and loses because they don't score anything. They can just kill the other team and yeah. really care about the game. Yeah, no, you, and that's a thing. You can't kill enough of the enemy, or, like, injure enough of the enemy team that you just win. Yeah, because so there's... they always win. No, not necessarily. It's really fucking tough to kill the entire enemy team within the time limit because there's a time limit. Remember, okay, football. Yeah. There's quarter or there's halves. <laughs> I can't corrupt you five. So if the enemy team can like score a point, yeah, like good. like elves normally get injured a fuck ton because they're really frail, but they score a ton of points so they win. Yeah, they're fast. Yeah, and orcs normally forget about the ball and just try to murder everything <laughs> <laughs> because orcs. Duh. So, yeah, no, like, there's so much lore in this world, and it's great. You know, yeah, I just... like we could do one just on that fucking game. Blood Bowl's so much fun. <laughs> fucking Blood Bowl's so much fun. Yeah, we have to get Connor in here to talk about Blood Bowl for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. It's been another good week. We'll pick up with part two next week. Hell yeah. It's been Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. I'm Michael Foskey. And I'm Seth. And I'm happy. We'll catch you next week, kids. Have a good one. Bye. Stonks, 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 stonks.